episode of Miranda Python Radio, and in this episode, we are talking about so many topics and so many species. We're talking to Dustin Graham. Uh, you may know him as Gecko.Sphere on Instagram. We're going to talk about geckos and dwarf monitors and some of the pythons that he's working with, colubrids, and of course, we're going to throw in some field herping because Dustin is out there field herping Arizona every weekend. Dustin keeps a wide variety of species, and he's he is also the one that I got my group of Oedora from. They're amazing, by the way. Uh, we will also touch on his approach to making backgrounds for his enclosures, where he draws the inspiration from, and some tips to get started. He kind of mentions that you sort of have to jump into the deep end of the pool to figure it out. We have a wide variety of topics uh, for this episode, and we will have to have Dustin back at some point because I feel like there's so much more to chat about. So let's get into it. All right, welcome to episode 484 of Moralia Python Radio. And tonight we're talking with Dustin Grant of Gecko Sphere uh, on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of different reptiles, cool stuff. Um, probably the coolest thing for me is going to be the Aussie geckos. The coolest thing for Owen is going to be the Ruffies. Am I that predictable now? I mean, uh, I, 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 he has Baron's racers too, and I mean, I will, I will gladly talk about those as well. But am I that predictable? So, when it comes to Baron's racers, would you prefer those over Ruffy and uh, no, Ruffies over rhinos? Um, Rhinos, or would you rather have the rhinos? Well, those are two different things. Like, listen, I'll no, prefer, no, 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 two different things. I would prefer rhinos over a lot of Asian colubrids. I would prefer blue barons racers probably over a lot of rear fang colubrids. So, there you go. The answer okay. are both. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Before we get Dustin on, we just want to talk a little bit about the uh, right craziness that's going on currently yeah and uh what, one, what you can do once again it looks like everything's going to hell in a handbasket with the lacy act and us arc um i would say that there are several links that are being posted up everywhere uh we'll probably throw them up on the show notes or certain parts of the npr instagram or different other things and it, it's really easy you go over to USR, you can read everything that's going on with these proposed LACIAC lists and things like that. And you can contact, it has a search engine. I, I did it earlier this week. It's a little bit of a search. You type in what state you're from or your zip code, and it'll pull up the senators that you have, and it pulls up their contact information. And you can literally copy and paste an email to let the representatives know that you don't support this. And it's a good way to get the word out, and it's really easy because the last thing we'd want is a lot of these proposed bans and sweeps that could become a thing. And also, it's definitely one of those things where uh, it seems like the fish and wildlife would be able to add species at a whim or whenever they feel like it, which is <laughs> probably pretty dangerous. I, I think they would probably add it if they ever found it in the wild or something like that, just to kind of nip it in the bud before it becomes a Burmese python effect. And that's a bad situation and something that probably isn't a problem that certain states would really need to be worried about. But either way, go over there, support US Arc if you already don't. Send an email really quick. It literally took me five freaking minutes. And it's definitely a good way to get the word out. And even if you don't keep snakes or any of the proposed or the easily proposed animals, just understand that it could very easily become something that you care about very quickly. So, yeah. 
Yeah, this covers mammals, fish, birds, yeah. reptiles, invertebrates. You know, it covers pretty much the gauntlet of exo- exotic pets. One of the things, so if you want more details mm-hmm. on what's going on, this is what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Kaufman put out a, a live stream um, the other day and basically had him, Ryan and Erica McVeigh mm-hmm. and Ogas. And they were on there talking about some of the, uh, I hate to use this word, but misinformation or Mm -hmm. confusion that was going on about this. Um, One of the things right now is we should be making some noise, but I believe that the Senate is about to go on a break for about three weeks. So when they come back from that break is really when you got to, you really got to hit it hard Mm -hmm. uh, so they know about it. Um, You know, I, I would just really recommend going and, li- and watching that video. I mean, you can go and look on Dave Kaufman's uh, YouTube channel, and um, it was it was really uh, it was a good a good way to get all the information right directly from the source. I mean, Phil Goss is the guy, U.S. Arc, and mm-hmm. one of the things that they brought up that I that I thought was uh, was pretty interesting, and this is what I'll just say, and then we'll get to Dustin, but. Um, was the fact that, you know, a lot of people want to donate to U.S. Arc, which is great. But I think the fact of being a member of U.S. Arc, right. where, like, so if you're going to donate $50, you know, just take a $5 membership or whatever. Because I think it holds more weight when they're going to talk to these politicians because, you know, you know, they what do they mm-hmm. care about? They care mm-hmm. about getting reelected and they care about, you know, the whole, um, you know, how many people are going to vote, you know, like this, wow, this group has a lot of people. I, I should pay attention to this or try to, right. uh, you know, come up with some kind of uh, way to help these people out or whatever, or yep. at least on, you know, listen to us. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, I think, I, I don't know why you wouldn't be a member of us arc. If you're right. keeping reptiles, I, I just, I mean, even if you're just keeping one or two, I mean, what's a rat cost? Five bucks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I don't know. And this thing is, so like, even if you're not, even if you're not a major keeper, like obviously, uh, you know, if you're one of those big breeders and you don't have a membership, what the hell? But even if you're just a simple, doing it just for pets, and you only have a couple of snakes, like it's not that expensive to hold on to one of those, and it is something that really helps out a lot of things. So. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some people that don't don't like the idea that it's a lobby group or whatever, you know, I've heard Mm -hmm. some of that type of talk and whatnot. But I mean, uh, the truth is, is that if we didn't have us arc, we probably would have been gone. And I remember this happened in 2009. I don't know if you remember that, but 2009, they tried to do that HR six, six, nine. Yep. And, um, you know, well, there was, there was that one point, but there was that one point where, the things the certain animals were banned and then we won the lawsuit against it to get them unbanned and all this other stuff. And it's like, of course they're going to keep coming back. They're not going to stop. So this is just uh, like, I think I kept seeing the meme where it's like people running around screaming that the government's coming for the hobby. It's like, Oh, first time it's like, this is, this is, this will keep happening. (laughs) Like it's, I guess what? Yeah. It's never going to, never going to stop. So you got to hit it every time. So, this is the the one thing that like sometimes frustrates me with the you know the reptile hobby mm-hmm. is the fact that we go from zero to a hundred. Why can't we just stay at a steady seventy? 
You know what I mean? Like we can't, can't do it. <laughs> stay at a steady 70 and, and maybe we'll be okay. But like this, it's like, we don't care about it. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's on the radar and then everybody's up in arms about it. So maybe, um, you know, again, this just all goes to how the public perceives us. So all those things that are happening on YouTube or how you present yourself on, on social media or whatever it would be, um, this is where these things matter, you know, um, not trying to, to, to sort of judge people for what they do or whatever, but, you know, I mean, you got to think about, yeah, you might be getting views for X, you know, but, like, what's the long-term consequences? I'm going to juggle uh, these black mambas, and, and, and somehow that went wrong. Like, it, whatever. Well, I'm not even <laughs> talking about that. I'm talking about, like, you know, I've seen a few people recently where they're to kind of doing surgery on snakes, and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just, you mm-hmm. know, things like that, and... Um, obviously there's people that still live feed, which I, I mean, I, I don't well, live. Uh, feed, there's don't nothing wrong that. with live just, feeding, but there's something wrong with filming it and throwing it out there and being like me, watch my ball pipe. I need a mouse. Like what yeah. the fuck dude? Like, don't do that. Yeah. Like people have the, the majority of the people out there are going to side with the mouse and you're a monster. Like, don't, why are you doing this? Yeah. We try not to bring those things up only because we don't want to, I, I don't know. I feel like if, when we do that, sometimes we not purposely bring light to those yeah. situations and yeah. force the views that exactly what those people are looking for. And you're trying to stop that kind of thing and it just makes it worse. You know, yeah. so I don't know. I, I don't know what the right way to go is or right thing to do, Burn but I do down. know <laughs> that you should just, Join USR. Yep. That's what I do now. That's the end so. thing. Yeah. With that. Anyways. <laughs> let's get into it. Welcome, Dustin. How you doing? Sorry to have such a <laughs> shitty opening. Yeah, for, weird. Uh, downturn. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to bolster know. us up here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we need some passion, man. We need some passion. We need to get it going. So. So, Dustin. Here. Welcome to Merlia Python Radio. And I guess we'll start with the old question of... What got you into reptiles? Uh, well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, pleasure mm-hmm. being here, being able to talk to you. Um, what got me into reptiles? Um, well, my family has kept reptiles pretty much my entire life. So I'm only 22, I'm 23 this year. Um, but like when I was pretty young, we would breed bearded dragons and all kinds of like, the common pets, you know. Mm-hmm. And my uncle was a big part in starting the, the local reptile show here in Tucson. And so he used to have like a massive reptile room and he used to breed lots of colubrids and Burmese pythons and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I used to just love going over there and being filled with it, walking into the reptile room and smelling it. And I just, that, that smell still brings me joy today. Like <laughs> that, that pet store smell, you know? Got it. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of took off from there. Had a little break in like high school and in college and stuff like that. But I recently got back into it, I think five years ago, six years ago now. It's just mm-hmm. taken off from there. Cool. So what, what was the thing that drew you? Like, do you have a certain genus or species that you're working with heavily or is the majority of your collection? And what, what drew you to that species? Um, so I've kind of tried to focus now, like I still have a, a wide range of species here, but mm-hmm. I really want to focus on like the Indo Aussie pythons and the new world colubrids and geckos. I think I really like the geckos just because they're so small. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get like leeches, which are huge, but most of the stuff I keep is pretty small and easy to keep. And then you can do like the naturalistic setups and they don't really destroy everything. And it's, it's a good mix. Is there a particular genus of geckos or that really sticks out? Group yeah. Of geckos? That's, no, sure. uh, so for sure. Okay. Ah, yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so what, with, what drew. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I work with a lot of gargoyles actually. That's kind of okay. like my main my main breeding focus right now. Uh, some of the other New Caledonian stuff, but mostly mostly gargoyles are what I breed the majority of right now. So I'm not real familiar with gargoyles, but are they like the are they kind of like the upscale of a crested gecko? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the next crusty, level up. Gargoyle, <laughs> leechy, <Yeah>. like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's kind of like Cresties are like the ball python, and then like to me, the you know gargoyles are the carpet the python, and then be like the, the water like a retic. python. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get no, what I he's know. saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Sorry, I personally just like them a lot better. They're they tend to be less flighty, at least my animals mm. do, and. They get a little bit bigger, a little more impressive. I like their head shape better. It's like the little horns that stick up, you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So why Aussie pythons as opposed to like boas or well, retics? Or you said berms. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say New World Colubrids. kind of just everything New World because there's some <laughs> – I work with Sonoran boas as well. Oh, okay. And yeah, I'd like to get into like the Argentines and the, the Hog Islands, like more of the locality stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But Aussie pythons. I'm not really sure what drew me to them. It's just just a pull that I feel to them. You know. Like the, the, They're hard the to beat, man. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I think it's because like maybe a majority of them are arboreal or semi-arboreal. At least the stuff that mm-hmm. I want to work with. And that's that. Just kind of they're out. They tend to be out more. Better display animals. So then, like, mm-hmm. I've got some ball mm-hmm. pythons too, and they're just. Like the ones I do have in cages, just I like, throw yeah, right. usually, usually out or, you know. Yeah. I'll admit that. So um, did you have like a, a role model or a mentor that kind of guided you through the beginnings of it? Or were you just like at your uncle's heels, kind of just picking it up, whatever you could grab, like yeah, grabbing the well, data? He, he passed away when I was really young. Um, mm. So... He probably he would have been my mentor through all of this, but coming getting back into it, it was just kind of myself. And then getting into the community, I met a really good friend here local. Uh, his name mm-hmm. Alex Panda Fauna, Pandas Fauna on Instagram. He's got an amazing collection, just outstanding with some some very beautiful animals. Um, but he's helped me out through a lot of this too, especially recently. Cool. Cool. So, uh, can you kind of give us a little bit of a brief overview of your collection? I know it's big or it, deceptively big. And I know it's, yeah. it's definitely uh, got, diverse. I've got about 90 animals. So it's not a huge collection, but it's definitely mm, big. bigger yeah. than most, smaller than yeah. some. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I've got colonics, uh, breeding a bunch of baby odor right now. Those things just keep pumping out eggs like crazy. Nice. Yeah, with the Aussie geckos, I've got the Odera, I've got Strophrus, I've got Nephris, I've got Underwoodosaurus, I've got um, the beaded geckos or Lucasium, I've got, um, I think that's it for oh, Aussies. Nice. 
Mm. Then, yeah, like I said, the colonics. I've got gargoyles, cresteds. So Eric's just going to want a box of Aussie geckos. And the good thing is that you can like make it a variety pack where there's a bunch of different yeah. kinds in there. So yeah, as, soon as, I, as soon as I get David, I'll send you some. Sure. There you go. Eric. Yeah. Geckos. The, 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 uh, Oedor is out right now. Looking at it. Yeah. Awesome. I can't yeah. do it, man. Like, you know, with yeah, legs, they, they, they fall apart. I can't do it. You know, I didn't think I would be I for being a snake guy for mm. so long. I didn't think that I would make the transition to geckos, mm. but um, I don't know. I figured I'd give it a shot, and uh, I gotta say, man, they're they're pretty cool. Listen, I have very large cool. hands, and I'm yeah, not man. gentle with things, so I just I don't would touch them. I just look like at them. <laughs> I imagine I'd crush it, and that's and no. They're, they're out all the time. Too. At least my I have a trio together. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's right. cool. I'll come in at night, and they're just barking at each other. That's hilarious. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. I do enjoy that kind of stuff. Like you can imagine like having a, the one big appeal for having a a dart frog tank is that Mm. they'd be out and calling to each other. So if these things are out and like barking at each other, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I would, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. As we get into stuff, we'll get more into how you keep them and stuff like that. Um, But, uh, so but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to jump in. You started talking. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, You went right over it. Yeah. I've got some other Oz and N's geckos. Like I've got uh, Malaysian cat geckos. I've got Eurydactyloides. I've got um, that's about it for geckos. And then some of the colubrids I keep. I've got Subox, Cantacos rats, um, Leonis, the variable kings. I've got California kings. I've got nice. the yellow-headed rats up here. Those are awesome. Nice. Um, Baron's racer. Mexican pine snakes. Uh, got a, a, a Dunerals boa that my friend produced. <laughs> oh, cool. So, got, I mean, how are the Barons racers? Because I've been, oh, they've Barons been kicking racers, around in the back of my head, man. Barons racers over rhino rats every day. And I'm, they, <laughs> and this is nothing awesome. like, and, I, and, I, and I'm, there's there's a joy and a sorrow to the fact that my plane was late when we went out to Arizona because I didn't get to see your collection. So I didn't get to check out all your shit, but I also got a rough scale out of it. So it's like, like I don't, <laughs> it sucks, but like, you know, so it's one of those things where um, I would have loved to see those barons up up yeah. close. I mean, they're, they're awesome. They I mean, they're big. They're impressed. Like the females get huge. Mm-hmm. The females can get like mm-hmm. up to six feet and. Yep give it around and uh there i mean mine's out all the time i come in the room and it just pokes its head up starts looking at me following me yep and it doesn't like to sit in a water bowl and get a fungal infection so <laughs> like rhino rats. cool thank you thank you <laughs> yeah 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 rhinos um and the rear have you, i yeah I, I was gonna say like the rear fang thing does that bother you at all does that do you, um, do you no, I mean they have a super strong feeding response. So every time I get it out, like I'll hook it out, and then once mm. it realizes it's not getting fed, like, they're pretty calm. Pretty calm. Same cool. thing with the false water covers. I've got a pair here from Zach. Zach Wilson. Did he just okay. like Johnny Appleseed himself all over the place with those goddamn yeah. things? Because it just well, seems like did, man. what did they produce? You like, get false hundred or something? I guess because I mean, like <laughs> I have. Because I got false water cobras. A buddy of mine like got false Oprah, water cobras. Oprah it's like Winfrey of false yeah, water cobras. No, you, yeah, you get a false water cobra and you get a like, and it was yeah. So every he just kept doing that because then he knows we're all going to come back to him for other ones later. But um, 
Do you do you have the greens or the blues, Baron greens. Racers? Uh, greens. Yeah, I've got a green to blue. Mm. Yeah. So Damn it's it. it's. I'm not really sure how it works, but neither. The Browns, the Browns are actually my favorite. Those the are Brown that's bands. the problem. And I was I was having this debate with Nipper where he's like, pick your green, brown, or blue, and I'm like, all of them. I don't. Yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And like so. Alex, I was talking about. He's got. He's got a bunch of blues and a bunch of greens, and he's got some crazy blues that are like a, like silver almost. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the variety in that species is insane. It's disgusting, and I must have some. To Rob, be damned! I'm just gonna have to get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the thing was like Owen was all hype on getting them, and then Rob sent a picture of what they're like. What the chronic like. of some dude's <laughs> hand like, dissolving, oh, and he's like, mm. he's like, maybe you want to think about this, and I'm like, thought about it, yes, <laughs> like yeah. So yeah. as long as you're careful, you know, and just. Yeah. Don't stick your finger in its mouth. It's fine. Yeah. 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 The reason I'm not allowed to have human monsters. Um, How how, how hard are they to keep? Are they difficult to keep as far as the Baron's race? Are they are they a colubrid though? Are they like constantly eating and shitting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are they like are they like rhinos where or like these everybody's on this colubrid kick where they're just giving this varied diet where, they, you know, oh, yeah, they, really anything. I was talking to Zach about them and he said that they almost made a parrot go extinct from like where they're from. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're I gotta get, ass. I gotta get them. It's gotta happen. <laughs> I mean, it's in my, that's, that's gotta happen this year. Shit. Are they, are they, are they sort of like rhinos where they're more cold tolerant or um, is well, it? I might a hotspot of like, uh, just a small hot spot in the cage of like 90 and then it varies all the way down to like high 70s okay 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 and like after she eats she'll go chill at the very top bask then for the most part just spends the entire like cruising the entire cage okay all right yeah that's cool what so what you have a you have a breeding pair adults i just have a female right now yeah. oh female right now okay yeah. very cool all right Let's talk about. Let, we'll jump into the geckos. We'll get to the python stuff at the at the end of it. But like, talk to me about your 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 Oedora. I I I can attest that they are beautiful. They are awesome. What made you get into them? How do you keep them? Yeah. So I just like I knew about them, and then I <laughs> randomly found a couple of babies at a show. Mm-hmm. So I immediately had to scoop them up. Um, I didn't really know a lot about them going into them, so I just did a lot of research. As I just set them up pretty basic when I first got them, like in tub setup. And then okay. once they got a little bit, a little bit of size, they're like a, it's not necessarily naturalistic, like it's just got cork on the background. Mm-hmm. And they're they're pretty arboreal, so a vertical setup, um, lots of cork for them to hide in. I just have cork layered, so they can go into like different spots and get different heat gradients. Um, okay. I have I have one point two together right now, um, and like I said, they pump out eggs like crazy. And so I think I'm going to try cooling them. And if that doesn't slow down the eggs, I'm just going to separate the male for a little bit and give the girls a break. But Okay. So when you say they're pumping out eggs, like what What are they pumping out? Two eggs like every what? couple of months? or Every month or so. Every month? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they don't okay. show any signs of, of slowing down or or like that it's, that it's hurting them at all. They're eating like – as long as you keep feeding them, like they'll, right. they'll keep pumping them out. 
Well, t- talk to me. Well, okay. So you're 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 basically setting them up, um, mm-hmm. you know, cork bark so they can get and yeah. hide. It's kind of like how I have I have basically one of those tall exoterror type setup things. Um, what are you doing as far as temperatures? Do you keep them? Yeah, um, I give them. I give them a hot spot of like ninety, and then just okay. a, just a small focused hot spot where they, they can bask at the top of the cage, and then like a, right, like a lot of my stuff where it just goes down to like mid seventies, where they gotcha. can cool down if they need to. Right. I, I find them, that during during the day, I don't know, maybe you can, what your experience is, but during the day, they seem to like, you know, the little crack at the top of the exoterra, like mm-hmm. where the cage meets the background, they kind of just go right in there and where the hot, you know, the, the hot spot is. And I see them move from one side where the hot heat is, and then they sort of move away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, mine mine yeah. bask all day, pretty much. Like they'll be, yeah. they'll stay at the top there and just bask all day and go away and uh-huh. come back and go away. Like you said, have you noticed yours, um, uh, like, fire up and fire down um yes yeah yes like almost translucent yeah yeah Yeah. it's pretty wild yeah it's pretty cool um what do you do as far as like you know uh i don't know like uh what do you uh, diet and how often you feed in on that those type of things um i throw a shit ton of crickets in there like every couple of days or not every couple days Mm -hmm. like two or three times a week and then i'll Mm -hmm. just i have a bowl at the bottom that i'll throw dubia and mealworms in that the females can just pick off whenever they want and okay. It stays pretty full most of the time. Okay. Okay. So it basically crickets, mealworms, and dubia and insects. I I did try feeding them like the crested gecko diet when they were little, mm-hmm. and it one of them like I originally got the two females for the babies, mm-hmm. and one of them ate it once, and I never saw it again. So yeah, I think I read somewhere that's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It, I think in the wild they probably like lick up sap. From mm-hmm. trees and probably eating rot- like eat rotten fruit as well, like mm-hmm. most geckos do. Most the oligera do. Yeah, I I I think I read that somewhere, and I was like, uh, so I bought some of that like crested gecko diet type of stuff and they said you should just put it in there and if they eat it it's, you know it's kind of like a supplement i guess yeah. if you will I mean, nutrition I go, or whatever i go through so much with the rapidaculus that it's no big deal just don't want to right. them right so so you you stopped offering it to them because yeah, you didn't see any just, action they never no. never really ate it gotcha okay and then what how do you know like what are you looking for as far as when you're breeding them? Like um well like most geckos is pretty violent, so you'll see like five marks <laughs> on the nape. Yeah. Right. And then I mean once once they have eggs and they're ovulating, you can you can see it. All right. Like, you okay. can see you can see the eggs in their stomach when they're up on the glass. So I just I'll just watch them every day, check and at one point I'll see them on the glass and as soon as I don't see eggs in one of them, I dig up the eggs. I just keep one little corner in their cage moist. Okay. Pretty much all the time. And so that's, okay. that's where they're going to lay them. Like I've tried lay boxes and I tried a bunch of different stuff and they never seem to use them. They just always dig. And when I was doing the lay box, I wouldn't really keep like a moist section and they, I'd get a bunch of dried out eggs. So I just figured okay. ditch, ditch the lay box, keep, keep a part of the ground, keep part of the substrate moist and let them do what they want to do. So is it similar to like, so with the Kims and the Ackies, like I have a section of the cage where it's similar, right? But I put a cork bark on top of it. So every morning I kind of pick up that cork bark, spray underneath there and then put it back down. So it kind of yep. keeps that humidity and that same type of deal. Exactly like that. Okay. All right. Cool. That's good to know. Um, and other than laying, I don't ever see them going in there just to like get, get that humidity spike, you know? I do. Right. I, they're on a misking. There's like one single nozzle on them that just sprays for like 40 seconds every day. 
just so they can get water. Yep. But gotcha. other than that, I don't really worry about trying to keep them too humid. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, they, they just seem to do their thing, man. I, I don't really, you know, it's just cool to watch them and, oh, yeah. and it's, it's so different than snakes, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I dig them. They're really cool. So like with the, um, I, I know, so they, do they, they do uh, a color change into adulthood? Yeah. They, um, they'll gain a lot so that you see the basic pattern on your babies and you can see like, mm-hmm. the basic pattern on, on my Instagram page for anyone yep. listening. Um, but yeah, they, they'll gain a lot of that pattern. So they'll keep that, that those big spots that they have when they're, that they hatch out with. And then they mm-hmm. gain like this, almost like a star pattern in between all of that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you were saying that this, I know when, when I got the, the two from you, you were saying that, uh, you're seeing more and more of those, um, spots on their back. Yeah. So my, the female that you got them from and then the male mm-hmm. that I have are pretty heavily patterned. And so I, I personally like that look. So I have one whole back yeah. that's, that just hatched out. That's crazy. Has a lot of patterns. Really? So yeah. I'm gonna keep that one and put that back in the breeding rotation. Is that like, I know with, with crested geckos, right? It's really not like genetics, like recessive and stuff where it's more of like a polygenic type of thing. Is, is that what's going on with these or is it I'm just, a, I'm assuming so. I no okay. Idea. All right. I, I didn't know if it was, I think they're pretty obscure and not a lot of people are working with them. To try yeah. To figure that kind of stuff out. Gotcha. Okay. They're one of the rare geckos. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, the one, you know, for me, as far as Aussie geckos and what sort of got me going was the Strophurus, right? We saw one in the Northern Territory and I was just blown away by how cool looking this thing was. It was just, I mean, what's, what's it like working with those same um, type of questions, setups, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So pretty much basic, basically the same setup. Um, I'll just, I don't really worry about humidity. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, hot spot at like 90. I give, I, I give the Oedura UVB as well. Uh, give the Shofris UVB just on during the day. Um, and then are you just, keeping that on for like basically the whole time of like yeah, 12, yeah. 12 hours or whatever? Okay. Yeah. I think I want to start cycling it, giving less to the Shofris just because the Oedera have places to hide and get away from it. Okay. The, the Shofris don't really, <clears throat> but um, yeah. And with the Shofris, I just have really thin branches in there for them to hide on and stick like cling on to like you see you see a lot of them doing a lot of pictures of them right um and then i just have like a basic abg i guess mix that dries out pretty well i'll spray them every like a couple times a week just to give them some hydration and then Mm -hmm. like a hot spot of like 90 it goes all the way down to the mid 70s now have you bred them yet or you no no, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, and I you have, have uh, Williams High, right? Yes. I really want to get the Ciliaris, the Northerns. Oh, those are my favorite. Yes. But yeah. I found this one and couldn't, couldn't pass on the price, so I just had to get these. And they're cool, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's cool. All right. Um, it seems like, I don't know, maybe it, I find it funny how, like, when you insert yourself into these different uh, niches of the reptile hobby, you find that 
they it, it's almost like it, they seem like more popular than I thought that they were. And it could be just because that's what I'm looking at at the moment. But um, I don't know. It seems like as of late, a lot of people are talking about strophes. You know, mm. I mean, Riley just built a cage for him. Nipper has like, you know, I don't know, hundreds of them at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you I seeing think, the same thing? Or? I think they're gaining popularity right now. I think a lot of the a lot of the obscure stuff is starting to gain a little more popularity. It's going away from leopard geckos and ball pythons and bearded dragons, and people are starting to branch right. out and realize that there's a lot more out there than, than just the basics. And, well, I don't, I, I don't know how, how you feel about it, but I kind of like the idea of, you know, with the geckos, I think you were talking about it earlier, how it's like, you either you can keep them in smaller enclosures where you're doing these naturalistic setups because obviously they're smaller animals, but you could have a variety of species and it takes up one baker's rack thing, yep. you know, and it's like you have all these different species where if you're trying to do that with say pythons, you're basically looking at exactly. a room, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's I mean, I think that's why I like them so much too, is just there's so much variety and you can have so much a little, I mean, that kind of sounds bad. So much in a little space, but <laughs> right. when you're working with tiny, tiny animals, like it, you, they don't need much. Yeah, yeah. Do you, now, do you do like bioactive type of thing with them, or are you just straight? You're just, um, you know, sort some of, of species, natural. Yeah, the shrimpers and the odoran no, just because the odoran no, because I dig it up so much. Like when I had the gotcha. just the two females, they were in like a, a bioactive thing, and then digging for eggs is a pain, so I just ripped it all apart and basic setup okay all right so and then um so you haven't bred this the straws yet so okay um what about as far as uh you have the uh underwater saurus Mm -hmm. which i have those as well freaking cool man they're like little hunters at night they come out there (laughs) i can't (laughs) tell me about them i can't wait to get they're in a rack right now i want to put them right in like some little exotherms or something so i can really observe them and see what they do but yeah. those are still young, and I'm not I'm not even quite sure what sex they are yet. So I'm just raising those up. Okay, that's the thing too. Like, uh, so you're not you don't you can't really sex geckos when they're when they hatch out, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. Most you can't. It's pretty yeah. hard. It's like monitors are the same thing, yeah. man. You just like roll the dice and hope for the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> Buy a bunch and hope for a pair, and, oh, and yeah. the bunch you have. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, one species I forgot, who's the, the Phylurus, Phylurus amicole. The, yeah, how are they? Uh, those are cool. I only have a male right now, but those, that's probably my favorite gecko that I have. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're pretty they're, badass. They're super, they're super easy too. I mean, I feed them like five crickets a week, maybe. Really? Yeah. They don't, they don't eat a lot. They're, they're a cool weather species, so they don't, they don't take any heat. They don't really eat a lot. They're like, they're metabolism isn't very fast so they're just basically in this in the room no heat nope you put light on them or anything or yeah no, right now just... he's in a tub setup until i can make room i'm gonna do like a nice bioactive setup gotcha for it. but yeah okay. just just hanging out spray him they, they do like humidity no more so i spray him quite a few times a week okay okay so basically you're just you're not you don't have like a mist thing on it you're spraying them hand spraying okay cool yeah that that, that's another yeah man that's the thing right you you start looking into these things and you're like oh man this species is cool oh man this species is cool (laughs) you're like god damn it i i personally out of the knobtails i think amy is probably my favorite yeah there's just something (laughs) about that they're 
look, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I have, uh, I was lucky to get a pair from April of the, uh, underwater Saurus. One's a hypo, I guess. Okay. And the other ones are normal. I kind of like the normal one more. Mm-hmm. Mine are, uh, hypo. So. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So are you keeping them? What? How are you keeping that? I used, I know you said they're in a rack. Um, uh, pretty but, simple. Um, Just uh, like yeah. a, a loose substrate, uh, lots of bark and leaves and stuff from the hide under and plastic, like little plastic hides. Um, I'll keep one area, like whenever I fill up the water, I'll just kind of spray around it. So one, one side of it's pretty humid. And then you see right. a hot spot of like, like high, higher eighties. So I don't keep them oh, as okay. warm. Um, right. <clears throat> and then they're, they're from like dry scrub areas in mm-hmm. Australia. So I don't, I don't worry about humidity too much, but I just give them that, that option if they want to go. Into right. It. Yeah. I, I kind of do the same thing. Give them just a little spot where they can get under if they want. But, um, yeah, the weird thing about them is they're kind of, they're, they kind of hide all day. Um, Sorry, Owen's texting me. Getting there, laughing the studio now. What? I don't know what that means. He's laughing at us. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> um, let me mark that down. One thirty-eight. <clears throat> Sorry, man. No, it's okay. Technical difficulties hey, tonight. I, I started it out, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So. I get just to switch gears for a second. Like how, how do you juggle the switching gears between going um, snake guy today, today I'm gecko guy. Is it hard to balance or is this what you've always known or, Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't find it too difficult to switch. I mean, my snakes are a lot, they take a lot less out of me. They're a lot easier to care for. A lot of the gecko stuff is like everyday maintenance. You know, a lot of them. Right pooping all the time from spot cleaning or just checking on everything i mean i have so much that it's a couple hours every day anyways so it's right it's right pretty, and a lot of the stuff i keep is pretty similar like it's you try to get stuff yeah. within the same type of uh yeah, environment i try to just, just kind of keep everything where I, I give it all options so a lot of my right. stuff has like a humid hide a lot of my stuff can get away and say drier it can get warmer it can get cooler just kind of let them do what they want to do right yeah i think that's kind of the it seems like herpticulture is kind of moving that way you know i i was thinking about this the other day and i i was thinking about the early days of npr and where we were you know we would offer um perching and I've said a million times, like, ah, they don't perch, you know, and it's, it's like, we're not providing the right, the right thing for them to do it. And now when you do all of a sudden, they don't want to be off the ground. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to be on the ground. Yeah. I love, I love the, um, uh, the little, what are they? The little brackets that, uh, especially enclosure design makes where you can slide the hide in and make the top mounted hide. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I use that. Everything that's in a cage has that. And, Pretty much everything uses it. Everything from really? the scrubs, the boas, a lot of the colubrids, even a ball python I have. Like everything yeah, loves I, that. I mean, you think about it, right? They're like an ambush predator. They're going to wait in the in the the hollows of trees. You, we've read a million times about arboreal snakes being in the hollows of trees, and you would think that that's 
And especially like with scrubs, because you're working with, you have a pair of scrubs. Is that what you know? So with? I only have, I have a male Lamina <clears throat> and then I've uh-huh. got uh, my buddy's male Barnett here. And okay. Then, yeah. So I'm, he was going to send me a female too, to just like get acclimated and chill out here. But I just, right. I'm in the middle of a move. So once we get, oh, that, all, yeah, okay. once we get that all settled, then <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once we get that all settled, uh-huh. then I'll be, uh, be, uh, I, I was going to say with the scrubs, I think that's a, that's a great move because to me, what I've always noticed with working with them is that they sort of feel more confident when they're kind of looking down at you rather oh, yeah. than you look. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That kind of thing. This one right here. And I've got like different shelves that it can hang in. Then I also have okay. one of those, those top mounted hides underneath one of the shelves, like the very top shelf. Oh, okay. Very cool. Okay. How is the temperament on uh, on um, it? Our next dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah sounds about right. Bite me in the face. Um, yeah. The Lumina's pretty cool. Uh, once it's out, it's it's pretty chill. Usually, pretty usually chill. doesn't even musk. But no? um, okay. Yeah, but I mean, they're scrub pythons. They don't really want to be messed with. So I just leave them alone for the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's Get them out of, every once in a while just to just check them out, make sure everything's okay. But right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I guess we switch back to the geckos real quick. Uh, what else? We, so we talked about, um, I don't know, what else are you working with gecko-wise? Um, the guards. I've got... Right. Talked about those, right? Yeah, I've got a bunch of those yeah. working with like the red stripe. Do you stripe. work with different morphs or what do you... Red stripe? Mostly red stripe stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. I've only got, I think, two pairs I got two point two. I've got a female that's gonna be ready next year. And then I, I got a buddy that sends me a couple that sent me a couple deer to breed and so the numbers are drawn, but still small. Okay. Gotcha. But they're I mean they pump out a bunch of babies too, like twelve to sixteen a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They do the same thing with <laughs> only uh clutch of two every month for like uh-huh. four to six months, maybe more. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Is there, what's the gecko species you don't have that you want to get into? Um, I really like some lychees. Um, just finish that whole new Caledonia thing. A lot of the new Caledonia stuff, like the Saracen arms, those are cool. Those are underrated. Um, and then probably, let's see. I don't even really know. So um, you're like a complete the set kind of guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. For sure. <laughs> I'd like to get, um, I mean, just more of the Aussie stuff. A lot of the, some of the different knobtails. Like, like you said, I'd really like to get AMA. Um, my dream species would probably be the chameleon gecko from Australia. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I could get my hands on those, that would just be a dream come true. Or the, yeah. I forget what they are. There's another species of underwater source, too. Those guys are super cool. Now we were just talking about, um, you know, the whole, I, I, I don't know. I think that's one of the things that fascinates me as of late with, uh, you know, getting into different species and stuff is just this whole idea that mm-hmm. like you, you sort of find that the species that you love, you sort of get, you know, you meet people that are passionate about that species and you're kind of like, oh, okay, these are my people. Cool. You know, oh, we all love carpet pie, whatever the species would be. And then you kind of don't realize that there's like, 
other groups of people that are into other species of things. And, you know, I don't know. It's, I know that's probably sounds dumb, but it's just weird for me because, you know, once you sort of step outside of that world, like I'm talking, like going into the lizard world, you're like, Oh, so there's Mm. other people that like other things that, and that's all they like where they don't even know what a carpet Python is. Maybe, you know what I mean? So I have my ADHD is way too bad to focus on one thing. It's hard, right? I I imagine it's a lot harder for like gecko and lizard guys because there's so much stuff in that realm of like it's not that far of a jump to get into a new species of gecko. No. So (laughs) it's almost like the itch can be scratched real easy of getting into a new species where it's like I don't have to change that much to get insert this thing, which is an entirely new species. Where you know it might be a little bit more difficult, and then with the dwarf monitors and other stuff like that, it's kind of like you can jump and still kind of stay in your little niche, but you're all over the place as far as species. So it's cool. You know, speaking of dwarf mod, you're working with Storai. Is yeah, that right? I have a female, an adult female. Um, how how are you like them? She's cool. She's super awesome. I like her better than the Aki, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. My Aki's kind of mean. It doesn't really like me. Or like, oh, like anything. Um, you have a, a red or yeah, red? Yeah, Aki? Got a, yeah. A okay. Reclined Aki. Okay, cool. Sorry, um, go ahead. You were saying about the yeah. Uh, I mean, the she's stores. always out. She's out. She's always like watching me, seeing what I'm doing. People cool to interact with. Do you see yourself going down that that oh, yeah. path? Oh, yeah. Door for monitor. A yeah, yeah of, right. Nuts, yeah, a lot of okay. outside <laughs> successfully in Tucson, so. We'll see. Ooh. see, that's we'll just see that not goes. fair. I mean, there's there's an added level of fun with like being able to keep outdoor in a warm weather, kept, you know, like, state. That I really want to give a shot. Like, uh, I have a buddy up in Phoenix that's doing yeah. water dragons. Uh, my oh man, yeah, my tegu's been outside. Okay, um, I think a lot of the carpets could do pretty well outside, like especially brettles. Like, I think I think it could be pretty. Hell yeah. That would be uh, that would be really really I yeah I would love to do outside man if I could I that's I would go that way because I mean like other than just making sure that you know nothing gets in to get them and they don't get out yeah. you know other than that it's pretty much yeah well, I takes, remember, they take care of themselves I remember Scott Scott I've been talking about how it's not really easy to keep them outside I remember listening to a podcast where he was saying it's not like everyone thinks it's easier but it's not it's actually a lot harder and I kept the first yeah. I tried it this year with the Tegu, and yeah, it's definitely a lot harder. It's, um, what what do you what do you find more difficult? Uh, just like cage maintenance, you got to make sure that the, like especially with the Tegu, you got to make sure that thing's not getting out. I also have dogs; mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with it, and it's just like you have a lot more you have a lot more factors that you have to deal with. Like you don't have controlled temperatures, you don't have controlled humidity, you don't have you're not in control of a lot of things. So you just got to be you got to yeah. be on it a lot more. Like a lot just raccoon could come and. Take your Aki and run off with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of shit that could happen outdoors. I think, I think too, right? I would think that you might fall into this um, sense of it's outside, so it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have inclement weather, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be you know for us here, let's say it's the summer, and all of a sudden we have a big ass hurricane yeah. come blink coming through yeah. or whatever. You know, you'd have to sort of have. Um, you know, backup plan to where they're going to go. Yeah. When, you know what I mean? Like, luckily, we I would have, think that would be something. Luckily, we have pretty yeah. mild weather. 
here, so it's not like yeah. I had a, we yeah. did get a monsoon storm that had like three inches of water in our backyard, so I had to bring it in for that. <laughs> yeah, then, really. Yeah, and then there's like the idea of that. it. It rained for like four days straight. It was insane. Jesus. Wow. Then there's the also thing, the idea of like what Eric was saying with the inclement weather, I mean, of going to get them. And also, like, if you're not in a position to get home to get yeah. them, they've got to ride it out till you can come get them and stuff like that. So there's that whole thing to deal with. So yeah. there's yeah. there's a lot to it. I mean, what we've heard with people that have successfully kept animals outside in like Australia and stuff is that they have multiple hides shelters or even access to a building where they can just mm -hmm. if shit's getting bad they're like screw it and they go inside so yeah yeah i think in the like a while ago i would have thought about having like a type of cage where i could keep it outside and rotate the the animals in it mm. i think i would have to be at this point you know the whole i guess the not that it not that it scares me but you know just like the whole idea of just all of my snakes sharing the same cage might be i i it scares the shit you know out of me saying? like yeah no dude. I, I, I don't know that that could be dicey well, we're all in the same room right yeah 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 i know see it's not yeah, it's not yeah. insanely different but yeah you know, uh, well, dude, just drain your pool. We'll get a bunch of bags of sand. We could easily get this going. Just you know, <laughs> shit. If I drain my pool, that would be a perenny cage. There, man. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> How many ackies can fit in there? Four hundred. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> yeah. Over in this, I'll have it mapped out like Australia. All the they have their own little own little sections. sections. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm to perenniate yeah. everything. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. Do you, so the stores, you're digging the stores. Do you see yourself getting a pair and trying to breed them? Oh, or yeah. is it just something that, okay. you, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. she's ready to go right now. She is fat. She is cycling. She wants to go, but I don't have a Right. So. Very cool. It's always the way, man. I don't know why everybody's got lone females nowadays. God damn. <laughs> yeah. I, do you I don't know. Is it moving away from people buying pairs of animals? anymore or are they just buying like one and then adding a, a mate later on i think shit what do happens you guys think? i mean you know every 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 female every lone female that i have is because it came by itself and there wasn't a lone male available uh, or a pair available if the pair had been available i'd have taken them both so um it's like that but um other ones have i've had pairs and one i've lost one so I have an unpaired right. male because I lost the female. I have an unpaired female because I only right. got the girl. So I'd say it's readily available if you go looking. Um, but just depends I've, on what's out there. I'm just taking Owen's advice. And if you're going to try something new, get a, get a female. That way, yeah. if, you, if yeah. you do like it, you have an older female. Ready to roll. Yep. And then if you hate it, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Words of wisdom. And you know what? Every breeder is Bye totally OMAC. okay with selling a lone male. Oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm like, hey, can I have a water python? I don't sell lone I don't sell lone females. Well, that sucks. Like it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I won't give you my money. It's like, all right. <laughs> so Yeah. It's uh it's much easier that way. Um Okay. Um I don't know. You wanna so do you do before we get into we'll switch gears a bit and we'll talk some rough scales um you know your cage is amazing i mean that is just so cool i love it Thanks. you know we'll talk about it and 
you know, how the, uh, the roughies uh, using it and whatnot. But are you doing that for everything where you're making those uh, backgrounds and everything um, at this point? I mean, you can see like behind me, no. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the geckos, yes. A lot of the arboreal stuff, I'm trying to. I mean, it's a pretty slow mm-hmm. process to get everything that. Everything, yeah, yeah I know. It's just, I, <laughs> I enjoy making them, so I want to make them, you know. A lot of that's. It's like, quite relaxing, right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of, like, a lot of yeah. that's for me. I like to look at it. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. they do not enjoy it as much as you guys do. They just live in it. Yeah, I, I find that like, um, I don't know. I find that I, I even watching it, I find it quite relaxing. You know, I, I watch Luke and Beach of Scaly Beast yeah, all the time. That's where I get most of my inspiration from. It's his stuff is insane. Right. He's awesome, right? Oh, man, dude, he's got it. He's got it nailed down. He makes it look so easy. His, the one he just did for his early bird, those are, that's what I'm doing for mine. Next. Okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. somewhere to cool. that. Yeah. I'm telling you know what I'm te- I t- I say it all the time but it's right here this book right here. It's the uh Habitat of Australia. Uh, see, okay. we, there it is. Is that your picture um, of Australia? Habitat's like, uh, mm-hmm. Wild Habitat of Australia. Dude, it's the best book if you want to do naturalistic enclosures. Yeah, it's it's so great. Yeah, you get so much inspiration from it, but um So Yes. Ruffies, talk to us. How many do you have? What, what, what? Um, I just have a male right now. They're expensive. They are. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I happened to, um, I moved, I had some blood pythons. They weren't really my jam. So I sold the pair and was like, oh, hey, there's a rough scale available. So I got that from Fieldstone. Ah. Uh, from Brett. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, Brett's mm-hmm. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's awesome. He was, he was super easy to work with. Super great guy. Yeah. He and um, I taunt each other back and forth. He's like, I'm breeding rough scales. I'm like, and I hate you. So it's so far, so far he's winning. So it doesn't really sound like taunting. It sounds like it is. <laughs> I'll figure out something later. I just don't know what yet. So yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, that's, yeah, so um, how is the uh, yeah how is it uh, the snake in that enclosure? Awesome man, he uses every every part of that. It's it's he's still small. He's it's only a, a, like an eighteen or a twelve by twelve by eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like it's still a small mm-hmm. cage, but I just figured I'd throw some geckos or something in it. Let's see how it grows it. Um, but yeah, like all the ledges and stuff, like he uses them all the time. That's where he sits. Like how, how is all the time? How is the ruffy compared to some of the other uh, python species that you've kept? Um, definitely my favorite. Okay. It's just, I, it's the story behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, Morelia, they're just out all the time. Great display animals. That's, that's what it's about. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing it. I don't want to, I, I, yeah. I want to be able to see my snakes. So, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, and it's not, yeah. Like my male, my is pretty chill. He's not, he doesn't ever want to try and bite me. Um, there he, like never, awesome. never refuses food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it sits ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I'm looking at really? mine, yeah. and he's on his rock ledge getting because it's gonna, it's kind of darker in here right now, where he knows when night is, so he's gonna start cruising around. He is, he's been off food, but he is, he he shed these giant sperm plugs about a week ago, so he's not eating right now, but he's ripping around that cage, and I'm like. Soon, buddy. Soon, <laughs> like it'll be okay. <laughs> Just what are you? What are you up to now? I have. I will yeah. have three. I'm getting another one uh, later on this month. Of an adult female. So Sweet. I have. 
Man, you are buying so many snakes, man. Happening. You would think you weren't <laughs> getting married at happening. the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> she moved in. Bills are not as horrible as they used to. More snake money for Owen. Oh, like, yeah, but oh yeah, you got a raise. Actually, this one is coming on a, on a semi-permanent breed loan. So uh, I have to split the first two oh, clutches, okay. but then she's mine. But she's ready to roll. The other girl I have needs it another year. So I didn't think I was going to be able to try for Ruffies this year, but I am going to be able to. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. And then I'll I'll end up hatching that um, scaleless one that Eric has me seeing in my nightmares. And um, then I won't know know what to do and I won't want to breed them anymore. (laughs) So. You ruined, you ruined me. me. <laughs> you ruined the health. You and Lucas ruined me with that. Uh, Wait, there's a scale. No, there isn't. But they put a hypothetical to me. They're like, what would happen? Okay. Ask them yeah. the hypothetical. Right, Ask the, 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 the hypothetical, hypothetical is, is what he says. if you bred the first ever scaleless rough scale, would you kill it or would you sell it? Uh, I'd keep it and not tell anyone. See, that's what I said. It would be the thing I'd never talk about ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't see the light of day because I don't think <laughs> see, I could kill it, but I don't want to be a guy who's known know for scaleless it. rough scales. <laughs> yeah. The yeah i would just be afraid with it it's like there's too much exactly. power <laughs> too much power for one person to have all of a sudden imbricata become available and it's like yeah no, i could just sell these and make hundreds of thousands <laughs> That's of the dollars to I'd buy imbricata. There and somebody would offer me some ridiculous amount of money and i'd be like well i do have student loans that i'm still paying and then it'd be done and then i'd sell my soul like and then later on i'd be like god i hate myself <laughs> like it would just <laughs> so no one's in the shower yeah unclean unclean <laughs> oh he yeah Eric, Eric oh, yeah, yeah. me for there's an Imbricata. Only, there's only one person I would not buy Imbricata from, and we all know we who do. that one is. Yeah. His first name is rhymes with snow, and his last name rhymes with Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah, uh, Anyways. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on tag. So Sorry, aside from I the roughies, roughies. Um, <laughs> aside from the roughies, you do you have Wilmas and stuff like that, and I, I yep. just ditched my Wilmas because I couldn't handle the Espedites. Um Yeah, so I've got I've got a pair okay. of the Wilmas. Um My female's a little wonky, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. So she's probably just gonna end up being a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But my male's doing great. He's awesome. He's growing like crazy. I haven't had that typical like Wilma. Those rub bite from him yet, which is pretty interesting. Oh, I mean, gotta love that. But that I is re- pretty good. I, I really enjoy them. I just remember them being like, like seeing them at reptile shows when I was a kid and just stuck to the glass. Like, oh my god, I need to have this one day. And I find it here. Yeah, you have a pretty cool setup with them as well. Um, how? What are you keeping them? Is it a vision cage? Yeah, is that what they're in. It's just a yeah. random vision cage I had given to me so i was like oh i guess i can set this guy up in it but yeah it's got oh. like all the like i made all those rocks that are in it oh cool like those are all so, a lot of fun oh 
so talk to us talk yeah, to us a bit that? about that. So for anybody that's listening, right? They can go over to Gecko's Gecko.sphere and you'll see what we're talking about. But talk to us a little bit about how you how you make that happen. Yeah, it's just um styrofoam mm-hmm. with like a, a hot wire cutter and a uh, soldering iron. So I just cut out the basic shapes, the hot wire cutter, put some texture in there, the soldering iron, and then I use I use dry lock. I can't. So Beach of Scaly Beast talks about tile pointing, and I cannot find mm. it in the United States. Yeah, I don't think that's something we can like, get. In I don't the US. know what the equivalent is here, but I really right. want to. I really want to try that because I like how that turns out. But so yeah. far, the best thing I've found is dry lock. Um, it's super easy to use. It's just a masonry. Stuff. Yeah, that's what. Um, uh, Brian Waterloo, he uses that for his um, uh, monitors because he builds rocks and stuff for the uh, the bells. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've used it to like seal wood mm-hmm. cages, like inside of wood cages before, and that's worked great. Um, but mm-hmm. I just use that, and then I use like the quickcrete cement mm-hmm. dye to mm-hmm. to put pigment into it, and I'll use that for the first couple layers. Like I'll do three to four layers of just just dry lock in that mix, and then I just use acrylic paints to to put in like little details. Highlights, are you using like an, an airbrush type of deal or are you no, just pan painting? No, just pan painting. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. impressive, man. <laughs> they look like pretty, pretty, it's just pretty yeah, close to I, looking I, real. I, I just a lot, you, of, a lot of trial and error. I thought you just went and got freaking rocks because that's what I would have done is just wandered outside. And yeah, no, just... and like the big one has like a, it's like a hide cut out into it. So nice. It's, all, it's hollow on the inside. Nice. Right. But I mean, yeah, it's just trial, trial and error. Like you just, Paint it, and if you don't like it, put another coat on it. Like it's not going to hurt anything, you know. It's it's better for it, if anything. That's so cool. Right. Are you starting with a? Do you sort of sketch out an idea, or like how do you come up with your ideas of, of what you're? Um, sometimes, like sometimes, like I'll use that purple insulation mm. foam, and I'll just mm-hmm. kind of draw out like rocks or like something I want to do on the background, and go from there. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just start cutting, see what just comes do out it. of it. Yeah, just see what comes out. Yeah. I think it's like one of those things with me. It's like, I think once mm-hmm. you start it, right, mm-hmm. you, you kind of like you, you get over the not fear of doing it, but like you, you overthink it. Right. So it's like I'm in this process where I'm like overthinking it and like afraid get to just started. get your hands in there and mm-hmm. get start doing it, you know. And it's like I think like I guess I think. I think this is sort of a, a bad thing about social media. Right. Because, you, you, you know, when when I go and look at your page, I think like, damn. He's just crushing these things like no problem. Now, like talking to you, right? You're sort of like, "Eh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You just keep trying it. You're like, ah, now throw that in the trash, try again. And then you keep going and and then you stumble upon your mm. technique. You know, that's how you sort of develop it. I've I've thrown away all of my first ones. So, like the first one, the first backgrounds and stuff that I made, those because you got because you got better and you made better ones and replaced. Yeah, Yeah. dude. You got to start, start. and then it's you like, dude. You got to get better. That's that's sort of like what Mm -hmm. I see Luke do, right? I think Mm -hmm. like you know he goes and he makes this beautiful background, and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing, you know. And then like six months later, he's like, nah, this is this is trash, mate. This is going. Wait, (laughs) like what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, just just follow what he does. Like he he makes awesome videos of how to do it. Yeah, it's just the yeah. American equivalent that I found so far is dry lock and acrylic paint. Is that sort of he's sort of what inspired you to sort of go that route, or did you uh, always no, sort of have this idea? Yeah, I always just wanted to do backgrounds. Like I would just do the spray foam mm-hmm. ones and carve it out and put silicone. Mm-hmm. 
but that's a pain in the ass. Right. It is. After a couple years. It, it is. <laughs> so I was like, screw this. It's way easier to paint these rocks. Like, this is way better. And I found, I found his videos and was like, oh, this is how I can do it better. I, I am <laughs> yeah. waiting because I did the rhino. My rhino's background in the in the tank in my living room is is spray foam, silicone, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And I'm waiting until we move when I can, because I'm going to have to dismantle that entire tank to get it out of the house again. And when it's in pieces, that's when I'm going to redo the backgrounds and everything again. Yeah. So, if I'm using if I'm using spray foam, it's it's I've made some really big mm. rocks to go in, and then I'll just use a little bit of spray foam to go around it, and then yeah, that stuff. yeah. For the most part, I just try to stay away from it because it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. I think I want to add some. Uh, ledges and stuff like that so like all these things are cooking in my head and i'm like i can't just rip apart this cage right now but soon <laughs> like it, at some point um but my roughies have um rock ledges that i i pilfered from a friend of mine who had those um cages by design cages those those big ones with the sliding doors mm-hmm. they have rock ledges that you can order for the cages that are like 60 70 dollars or something a piece and yeah. he had monitors, so of course the rocks got, and they're made of foam, like they got tore up. So uh, I got them from uh, when he got rid of his cages, and I sealed them up. And then my roughies use them as platforms and rock ledges and stuff like that, which is awesome. Right. But nowhere near the level that you got of like insane kind of crazy rock crevice. So one day maybe. <laughs> It's easy. Yeah. Like I said, all you gotta do is just start. Yeah. Everyone starts somewhere, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna get cracking on it because, you know, I. And your I kims really are getting bigger like, than uh, faster than you expected. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my Holy god! I keep shit. feeding them. They keep growing. Weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, my ackies are huge. My blue yeah. tongue is huge. Lizards, man. Mm-hmm. I, oh man, it's just it's the blue tongue is probably as long as my like my forearm at least. You know, it, you got a northern blue tongue too, right? Uh, it actually just passed away. Like, no. oh. yeah. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It happens, but it's pretty pretty sad. Yeah, it's part of the. Uh, how did how did you like working with them? Was it? They're cool. They're awesome. I had blue tongues uh, when I was little, and those were like those, those are some of my favorite favorite lizards growing up. Like I did a school report on all the different species of them, and I just always been fascinated with them. Yeah, that's another one. Like, man, I never thought I would get into. You know, Zach. Yeah. He always Zach Bias. He always talked about them forever, and I just never. I don't know. They never. That was like ah, I need more room for carpets. Like I, I can't have I can't have room for blue tongues. But I, I guess as I'm getting older, it's like you want that more diverse collection type of deal. And it's also you want to have stuff that you can kind of look at and enjoy, and it's not necessarily tied to your breeding projects, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how that's how the majority of my stuff is. Like I would love to breed everything that I have here, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I I keep what I want. Yeah, to yeah. Like right. That's the way to go, man. Yeah. That, that's my, awesome. That's my that's bummed really every year when I don't have white lip babies and Timor babies. Yes. <laughs> Am I gonna get rid of them? Fuck oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like it is. Yeah. Yeah, but you still have. I do, them. and I keep you know, getting yeah, more I mean, of them. What's yeah. wrong with me? Right. God, I bought a freaking red yeah. bow this week. What is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, 
talking about those. Goodness. I just got a. Uh, ah, all right. Did you? Yeah. How are you enjoying that? Those are. Um, I've only had them for not even a mm-hmm. week yet, but. That anybody we know procure? Like, did you get it from anybody we might know? Um, no. So a guy up in Phoenix produced okay. it, and then uh, my buddy that I was talking about before, mm-hmm. Alex. Acquired a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. And so he gave, he gave me an extra mail he had for Christmas. Right. That's cool. That is awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I we saw you know Rob works with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I know him and, and Rob talk mm-hmm. a lot, and I think they've got they're doing something. But yeah, and man, that one he has is like well, we, and it's also oh, like he dude, throws. That, Rob's like, here, hold this one. I'm like, oh, this is like a. Two year old from last year because that's a proven male. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> but I, I love the fact that um, a species like that, right? Not that I, that, you know, but you, you can't no. sell it, right? So there's like no monetary mm-hmm. gain from it. And it's like just people that are just really love the species, you know? That, to yeah, me, that's I like cool. that over that's, everything that's else. Cool. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah cool. but no, I. They, I um, bought its uglier cousin. Are Rob's are Rob's adults? Are Rob's adults pretty chill? Do they? Um, he said um, not to open that he, one he door. Like, I mean, he we, said we he, could, but we we we'd get lit up pretty pretty hard. I want to I want to say that I think his are like not necessarily bitey as much as they are yeah. muskers, oh, yeah. or, which some yeah. would say yeah. worse. And, and you know. Rob, yeah. well, I'd rather, I'd rather get bit than shit. Yeah, on. I'm I, sorry. I think Rob really doesn't mind the the whole musk thing. You know, it's the, a lot of the species <laughs> that he likes are like you know, yeah. them water snakes. Emors, water it, snakes. It, really, <laughs> it really depends what it is because I've got a, like an eight foot scrub back there that I'd rather get musk on than bit. All right, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. a ratio like <laughs> size of bite versus the yeah, I, it's a it's a mm. sliding scale. It's going out on a date with my wife. I would probably prefer the bite. I can hide yeah. blood easier. If I knew that I was chill for the night, yeah. I'm going to be in and like could go take a shower at any moment. Yeah, I take the musk. You don't want to be at the yeah, that Jamaican bone musk. Yeah, too. it's it's pretty potent. Yeah, you don't right. Be out yeah. with Dory and her being like, "What is that smell?" <laughs> like, no, no, I don't smell anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> when I had COVID. I couldn't smell anything. I think I told this story before, and I had. There must have been a mask. Left out. Yeah. And she's like, "What is that?" I smell, smell? nothing. And I'm like, "I don't smell nothing." That's, I was like, "This is the greatest bad. thing ever. I don't smell snake shit. I don't smell gecko shit. I don't smell nothing. Everything works out. Nothing. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, all right, and. Let's see what else. I mean, dude, you have so many, it's so hard to like stay focused. Geckos, we'll keep going man. with the geckos. I know. Yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah. go back into geckos. Let's talk. Um, some, let's let's we talk let's venture back. Onics are are near and dear to my heart. I love those things. Um, I grew up, you know, catching the western bandits everywhere around here. Okay. Um, I produced. I bred a pair that I caught in my parents' yard last year. Which is oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. And then I produced some some of the elegans last year. None of those babies made it, mm. but uh-huh. my females can grab it again this year. So hopefully, hopefully we can do a little better. I'm a little, little bit more prepared on tiny insects. So 
Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. okay. Yeah, the metabolism on those things is so fast. Really? You gotta feed them every other day. Wow. Yeah. Every other day at least. Wow. So what what is it like? So talk to us about how your setup is with keeping mm-hmm. them. Like what what are you doing? Um, they're just in a rack setup, and that that rack setup mm-hmm. is actually it's got like springtails and isopods in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they they'll eat the isopods and they'll eat and like the springtails just kind of help with their poop. Um, but it's just like a like a loose substrate with. I used to keep it pretty humid. I have them. I don't think they're really appreciating it that much. So I have them in a different setup now that has a lot more ventilation. Um, oh, yeah, wow. So those are my trotters. Those are, those okay. are some babies. That I gave my buddy, my friend here, a male. And those are some babies that he gave back to me that I'm raising. Where the hell are they? Okay. <laughs> um, they're in there somewhere. <laughs> Where the hell is it? It's like it's just... <laughs> um, yeah, the, the elegans, I've just got a bunch of cork and like um, broken up mm. plant mm-hmm. pots. And just okay. stuff like that. Just tiny little things that they can get into. I keep my pair cohabs. Like I keep them together year-round. They seem to be doing fine. I just make sure that both of them are eating whenever I dump crickets in there. Make sure at least I see both of them get a couple, you know. Um, haven't really seen any aggression, no tail nips, no, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, I just keep, I just keep like a little humid high lay box in there mm-hmm. for her. They seem to both use it whenever they want to, and then Every once in a while, I'll get the cage, get decent mist. There, there, there. So, again, right? Just to show my ignorance is like, oh wow, when we found them in Texas. Yeah, I didn't even know that's an elegance. That's my male. I didn't even really know that they were a thing. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I, I didn't even know that they were like I'm, I. It's almost like I'm just looking at a leopard gecko yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. It's in the de- and I'm like, a little tiny leopard gecko. What? But that's yeah, awesome. Man, I don't, I don't get why they're not more popular. Um, I don't I think understand it's just that. They're, they're so small, and you can't really hold them. Ah, mm. oh, like, okay. Yeah, like a leopard gecko, like a little kid wants to get into reptiles and want a pet lizard. Gotcha. They can, they can hold their leopard gecko. You know, like these things do not want to be held at all. Are they more popular with like? Gecko geeks, if yeah. you will, like oh, yeah. more hardcore gecko guys. Yeah, okay. definitely, especially like some of the this the Mexican and South American mm-hmm. stuff. I'd like to get some yes. some brevis, some of the ones from Texas, and right, some reticulatus. Those are cool. Reticulatus are yeah. cool. Those are like the size of a small leopard gecko. They're like a okay. They're like two to three times the size of the the brevis, the ones that you saw. Those right. Are, those are also found in Texas, like in the same area. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get to Texas this year to hurt just to find those. Like, really? Yeah, I want to go find those. Uh, it's another rock rattlesnake. Damn. <laughs> it's like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a spot. We know a spot that you probably will have some luck. We we, we will provide uh, this spot because you know you you hooked this up in Arizona so graciously for that whole fun thing. So. Yeah. I was bummed I couldn't be there when you Yeah, dude. You like for, you know. But... I mean, the one day I could get out. Was right. Cold. And like that, that they were right there, right where you kind of mm-hmm. pointed it to us. So, yeah, it was awesome. Are, um, are Coleonics pretty, you know, pretty, pretty good as far as captives go? I mean, are they? Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty easy. Um, like right. it depends, like the desert species are way more hardy, like the, right. the Varagonis mm-hmm. and the, the Brevis. Those are way easier. Um, 
the elegans I've seen can be a little touchy. Um, like I, I raised all the, all the, the bear goddess that I produced last year were easy to, to raise up the elegans. Okay. Like I said, I lost all those babies. I only had, I only had two, like I lost a bunch of eggs and from my incubator. Mm. Right. And so I'm completely, I'm trying, I'm going to redo everything this year. I'm going to incubate them a lot cooler. I'm not even going to put them in an incubator. I'm going <clears> to <throat> feed them a lot more. I'm going to try, try the whole new approach. Yeah. Okay. So what, what was you, what's your, so what is, what the, is the approach? Yeah. Cooler temps. And then like I, I put them on paper towels when they hatch, I'm going to do go straight to just like a loose substrate with a bunch of springtails, a bunch of isopods that they can continuously eat whenever mm-hmm. they want. Right. I'm going to constantly, like I have uh, bean be- or no peanut beetles and they're like, okay, they produce a mealworm. That's like the biggest ones, like maybe a quarter in. Okay. There's oh, wow. tiny, okay. tiny mealworms that are super, like I just put a cup in there and make sure that's always topped off. Right. Um, and then, like I said, incubate them a little cooler. So hopefully, if they do hatch out, they'll be a little stronger. Are you thinking they just got too hot and might have like absorbed all the yolk or yeah, something like that, or something? Because mm-hmm. one of the babies died like right away. Like it didn't make it. I don't think like two days. And then the other one did pretty good for a couple months, and then just like that. Hmm. What's the temperatures you're incubating at? Uh, I was doing like low 80s. I mean like 80s. Mm. Low 80s? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to put them in the room. Yeah. And my room fluctuates from like low 70s to mid 80s. So it might take a little bit longer, but so they like might it. come out healthier. Yeah. 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 Is that the same that you do with the Oedora? Uh, no, I put those right now. Well, depends. Mm. So if I have snake eggs in the incubator, I only have one incubator. Those get priority. Oedora come out. I just like I threw I threw those in a cage underneath the radiate heat mm-hmm. panel, so okay. that it did stay a little bit warmer. Uh, but right now they're in the incubator with like a African fat tail clutch, and they're at like eighty three or eighty four or something like that. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Oh man, I'm just that you know when I'm when I'm over on your page and then I see the. Uh, oh, that's yeah, cool. The those are the bear goddess. Those are cool. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a cool. Uh... That was so. I found that guy frozen, covered in ice. Really, really. Yeah, in like December. I just like whenever I'm at my parents' house, flipping boards. Like I got a bunch of this bunch of boards set out. So I'm always flipping stuff, trying to find stuff. But I found that guy, and he was covered in ice. I was like, oh shit, I should probably bring you inside. Brought him inside. He was fine. Wow. <laughs> Slowly warmed him wow. back up, and he was good to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And that's the one that you've 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 bred that yeah that that's, that's the male yeah yeah okay yeah. I would never wow. guess that like that's at, at, no I'll cover nice and be like oh shame it's dead clothes like but <laughs> yeah <laughs> put the board back on so I I you know things like that just make me think like how much we don't know we have about no reptiles. goddamn idea you know, tough, like, man. like these animals are mm-hmm. tough yeah. I guess they would have to be in such extreme mm-hmm. environments, you know. Like again, I I guess I know that leopard geckos where they come from, right? You, I, I guess it's not weird, but it just seemed, it just seemed so strange to be like how hot it was in Texas, and then just see a gecko come walking out. <laughs> it's like a hundred degrees at twelve <laughs> midnight. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I, 
I don't know. It just seems weird to me. But I just I look at them as like being more sensitive of a reptile, I guess. And I just like, I would say I'm some so geckos wrong. dude are yeah, bulletproof. Just, Every library wrong. has that one leopard gecko that's been living in a ten gallon tank its entire life, covered with the carcasses <laughs> of all the crickets that it didn't eat, and it's just like yeah. I'm good. It's like, oh shit! Like it's some <laughs> yeah, of them are hardy as hell, man. And, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a desert species too, so it's it's got to be ready to survive. Mm-hmm. It can't, yeah, it can't be weak. You know, it's like bread lie. Yeah. You know, you have to drop a rock on it to kill it. Yeah, you know. Come it's on, Owen. cool. It's that's got it's your name gorgeous. all over it. Look up. I have no. It's sitting in a. Flower I have no pot. space, no Hold room, no, no. That's my favorite picture of them. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. That's the one when I saw it. I'm like, I have to get, I have to get over my horrible snake addiction first. <laughs> I gotta give Dustin a message because I need some hmm. of these. <laughs> yeah, dude, that one. Yep. Yeah, so like I was saying, the big white yeah. spots is what it hatched yeah. out with. Everything else, it gains as it grows. That is cool. And all the yellow. That's yeah, a I cool like them. Thing. They're, they're, uh, I'm glad I, oh, I you got can, them. Eric has them now. Yeah. I haven't seen them. I haven't been over since you got new geckos and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I haven't seen them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I um I I hope I have a pair. I don't know. Yeah. But to I mean, be honest with you, I don't, I don't really give a really damn care if I don't have a pair. <laughs> I don't really care. They're just it's cool to have, you know. Let, let me so. know when they get bigger too. I'll send you some. Send you whatever. You yeah. Want. Boy, girl, so. both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the at the you know at the time you're going to start producing Aussie geckos, I'll probably be producing walnut pythons. There you so, go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> better better snake col- yeah. better reptile collections through trading is what Owen always says. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that's it. That's what I prefer. Oh, I love like, it. One hundred percent. Like one of my buddies from California just came in here and I sent him with some gargoyles. And yeah, he's going to give me something later. Like, oh, yeah, I, that's how, I, that's how I'd be. much rather do a trade yeah, than spend money. So much. Yeah, yeah. it's so much better. Yeah. I like I like knowing mm-hmm. where my animals. True, play, you know. True. Like yeah. I, I sold stuff online, and it's like, oh shit, never heard from them again. Yeah, I like yeah. having it close at hand in case something happens, or you know, in case I need yeah. to replenish. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it's not even so much about hat, like just sending them to like your best friends, but people you know and people you mm-hmm. like, right. or people that are into mm-hmm. that species or whatever. You know, it's just like. You know, like, oh, you know, this would be good here. And you're you're actually, in my eyes, the way I look at it is you're ultimately doing more for that species mm-hmm. in captivity by mm-hmm. doing things like that rather than worrying about and I'm not against getting money for reptile. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that, you know. Obviously we all love what we love, but like if you find the right person that you can trade with, it's just the greatest thing, you know. Oh, I have these, cool. you have Swap. that. Here yeah. you go. Yeah, I like that way better. But um, you only have one carpet. I know we're, Everywhere. we're jumping all over. Nothing. It's, it's all right, man. It's all right. It's all right. I hope, yeah. I hope you're cool with that. You, you know what I mean? We're jumping all over the place, but you know, we just want to make sure that we touch on so much stuff. Um, what, what do you got carpet wise? Um, I have an old highlighter line jungle that was a family pet that we, that's like, <sighs> I think he's like 18 years old or something like that. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. So he's just he's just here hanging out. 
I had, I had um, an IJ uh, Coastal Cross or something like that that I got. Right. And I had like a, a really nice Tiger that yep. I sent to Brendan Mayer. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of re- like going through the room, seeing what I really wanted to do. And I was like, ah, I'm going to keep carpets. Like, I'd really like to get into some of the, some of the locality stuff. So the gelatins, if I'm going to do morphs, I want to get into ivories. Those are, those are probably my favorites. But, um, so yeah, he, he well, stuck around just because, because of his history. He's, right. He's awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful snake, man. Beautiful snake. Gelatins, you say? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now I know. <laughs> I wish I would have known that earlier. I, you'd, you'd have a box by now. Oh, right. shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Come springtime, uh, yeah, I got. Uh, I'm sitting on a bunch of them. I have to send some to Justin, and then uh, yeah, we were talking about them when he was down here. Yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah those cool. are those are awesome. Yeah. Now I'm waiting for you guys to do the uh, Yakapori Depot, man. Then I need to try and hop on. Yeah, those. that that's supposed to happen. Hopefully, happen this year. It looks like good things. So Hell they're yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I like them a lot. The one that you know, Owen's mail is is. It's freaking phenomenal. That that snake is probably one of my favorite carpets. It's just beautiful. Um, it's yeah. I don't I don't know how else to say it. It's a beautiful snake, and uh, I hope that more pop out like that. Yeah. You know? But that's a line that was almost lost, and I'm glad that. Uh, I'm glad people like you guys ended up with, with something, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, we can get it going. You know. Um, yeah, we got. There's a couple cool things like that. I don't, you know, I, we were talking about the other day. I really don't talk too much about what I'm breeding or whatever anymore. But um, the melanistic IJs could go poison ivy stuff, the Yakupori Depot stuff. You know, uh, lightning line jungles that you know, just cool stuff. But what do you? What's what? What's your? What's your season like this year? What are you breeding? Um. So I've got a bunch of geckos going, and then snake wise, everything's pretty young. Um, but I did pair up a pet granite pair of spotted. So hopefully those will go. Okay. Yeah, I just got a mail from Justin. That would be cool. Justin Zoolander. Because he okay. said he got he got those those uh, Cape Yorks that ended up being yes. granite. So he's like, oh, these aren't Yeah. Cool yeah. yeah. So I got I got the mail out of that because I had a, a ready to breed uh, female. So okay. Hopefully, hopefully cool. they'll go. I don't know. We just, like I said, I'm in the middle of a move, so hopefully that doesn't really mess them up. But so, do you good. like do you like the Antaresia stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Any pythons? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it'll be interesting yeah, I, how to see how I like them if I produce them and have to deal with babies, but. Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but uh, I hear it's quite a pain in the ass. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, got, I think it's this. I got. Go ahead. Uh, the, like the variable kings, it's gonna be the same same story. Same thing. Know? Yeah, yeah. They're cool too, man. Oh, yeah. oh, Hopefully those will go next year. My female's three years old right now. It's still kind of small, but hopefully those will go next year. I gotta figure out how to cool those things because they gotta get cold. Are they? Um, are you working with any kings? Are are they? I I don't know. I'm I'm I don't have my colubrid guy here with us right now, but um. Are they from Arizona like localities? No, or? those are from Mexico. Those are from Mexico, yeah. okay. Like the the eastern yeah, eastern coast of Mexico, up in the mountains, the montane species. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you keep any king snakes that are from Arizona? Uh, I've got some like morph 
California stuff, so kind of. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's got like a stripe and then a, I don't even know. Really. And you work with, don't you work with uh, Mexican night snakes too? Yeah, the yellow headed rats, Mexican knights, whatever they are. Pseudo laughing. Right. Yeah, those yeah. are cool. How um, are... I think another year on those two. My male's pretty small. The female is three now, I think. But those are super cool. I can't wait to get those and set up into something big and watch those. Because they have. The I... Eye... Go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna, just going to say their eyes, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I went to the um, like the Chiricahua Desert Museum this summer. Right. They had one set up in something similar to this, like a two-by-two-by-four, but four vertical. Mm-hmm. And right. that thing was out and cruising, and I was like, oh, I need to do this. I need to have this in my house. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a uh, – I dig them a lot. Um, yeah, such a unique – They used to be pretty common, too, and, uh, yeah, just, you just don't really see them too much, and this pair popped up local. Like it was in Tucson. I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I will take that. That will be mine." <laughs> nice. If, if something that rare pops up that close, like you're almost obligated to do it. Like it has yeah. to. You can't just be like. And I was, I was just talking to a buddy about. It. I was like, "Man, like, do you know anyone that's producing these? Like, I'd love to get some." And then that popped up like twenty minutes later. I was like, "Oh, there they are." Did you see those, Owen? Have you seen no. those? Uh, oh, laughing, my, fr- Mexican night my friend. I mean, got, my friend. Yeah, he well, he missed. Yeah. He didn't come over. No, yeah, I was, I was. They, they, they didn't bring me. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> and they get big too. They can get like five feet. That's cool. And they hang out. Look at the. It's like a more that, so. badass corn snake. <laughs> like it is. A, yeah, right. So that that's an Anry. Wow. And is it? Supposedly, like I like the the wild type coloration a lot better. Like just those deep, right. deep reds that they get. Mm. Um, right. But I think my female's also an Anry, just a low grade Anry. So we'll see what I get out of those. But that's awesome, so, though. Hopefully, I can get a. I'm looking for a wild type female. Okay. So I can produce, um, you know, a little mix of some heads and some visuals and. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was looking. At, do you have one of Do you have one of the picture of one of those on your Instagram, or is it just the um, the, the wild types? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't. Okay. I don't personally have any. Oh, oh, okay, I got you. But still, yeah, those are those are gorgeous. Yeah, that's a cool yeah. looking snake, man. Those are awesome. <laughs> I like that. I like that stuff that's like off the cuff, kind of like mm-hmm. everybody who would look at that is going to be like. What corn snake morph is that? Or like exactly what, like, that's the person that bought them from mm-hmm. me there, or I bought them from. I was like, they're like, oh wow, you actually know what these are? You're not just someone else. Yes, there's some guy who's like, hey, what's up with this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I saw um because I was looking at getting hundred flowers, and uh, I think I was doing something and showing them to to a friend of mine. He goes, what kind of corn snake morph is that? I'm like, incorrect, <laughs> incorrect, sir. <laughs> like yeah, so I. I am scared to get an old world rat because that's what? just gonna open up. That's gonna open up a whole Do new box yeah. of shit. I need to get. Do it. You know? Get. You gotta bite the bullet and get one, and then you're doomed. I want. I want Russian rats. I want those bad. Ah, uh, yeah. Billy showed us his. Those were. Those are cool. Yeah. There was a pair available at the last Tucson show. Mm. Some really, really nice ones. 
and I just I'd already spent so much money. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Can't get these. Dude, you get one. Like I got the blue beauties, and then the blue beauties led to like the Chinese king rats and all the other stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like now I'm jonesing for hundred flowers and the only bad part is is that you sit down you think about it and you're like that needs a six foot cage that needs a six foot cage. <laughs> shit like and it's just like yeah. all right well um everybody grows slowly and no old world rat snake will ever grow slowly but you can I don't think most rat snakes will no you can like starve the fuckers <laughs> and they're still putting on weight and size it's like yeah so it's like olive yeah pythons, man you can't not grow them yeah, they just grow. Yeah. <laughs> accident, Accidentally, you know? yeah. <sighs> wow. Those, okay. Speaking of olives, those are next on my list. Of really? I know a guy. Yes. <laughs> olives, you olives, say. You say. Yeah. I know a guy who might have a clutch this year. So, hopefully. Those are, yeah. Those are awesome. Can't be a Dude, green snake. So, I, no. I just very very like, underrated. Yeah, I just put my females in in eight foot cages, and you're like, I'm just gonna get the water, and they start way over there, and you're grabbing the water bowl, and all of a sudden they're right up here, and their tails are still over there, and you're like, oh shit, right? You're like ten foot long, like so it's, <laughs> but they, so they will use all of it. They will still come quick. It's they're fun snakes though. I dude, I dig my olives. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah the, and, the, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Those and um Reddles, those are those are high on my very high on my list for pythons. I know a guy. Yeah. I know a guy who might get his Brettles to breed this year too. Yeah. Although, I think talk about outdoor stuff. I think those would do really well in Tucson. Breadline? Oh yeah. 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 I think it's, they would do. Cold in the winter, give them a little heated. Hide bar for the winter they can get into, and I think they'd be great. Yeah, I It'd think they the, dig the outside, be, you know, yeah. and they'd be something. Re- be the brattle guy of yeah, Arizona. And I think they'd be one of those. <laughs> they'd be one of those animals that, like, if the sun's coming up overhead, you'd be like, "Oh, that is a very gorgeous snake." Like, it would just oh, yeah. show off their colors. So it'd be you interesting know. to see like what their coloration does too, because yeah, yeah. like, a lot of the wild stuff, like way yes. lighter and super different looking. Like, I think, yeah. I, well, I, my bread light, I was just going to say my bread yeah. light do this thing where it's like wintertime, yeah. all of them right now, dark, drab, ugly as sin. But like, we're going to hit into like a little bit of May, June, and I'm going to open cages and stuff of like that. And there's going to be this bright orange, reddish fire truck animal and i'm like where the fuck did you come from oh wait that's the same thing so i'm not sure but the one thing i've observed this year mm-hmm. right is um my inlands yes. that are breeding age mm-hmm. are dark dark yeah. dark so when you just said that it just like i thought i'm like i'm like man did you get yeah. ugly or what, what Dude, happened i know when my like, ma- i on? know when my males are cycling i've opened the um yeah man my stonewash male just shed and he looks right. ugly as sin and i'm like you should look better right. you just fucking peeled like he looks black as anything dark as hell but in june he's gonna i'm gonna open up his bin and he's gonna be like this gorgeous stonewash all curled up in a corner yeah. so yeah they're they're uh Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I can breed yeah. them this year too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. There you go. You send geckos. We'll send pythons. You know, it'll be a box exchange. So, yeah. 
<laughs> I know. I've ran out of room, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> we misery loves company. If I have to sit here and be like, That's I can't right. fit any more cages, I must now make someone else suffer the same thing. Yeah. So well, I'd like to. I'd like to get an outdoor building set up at the new house. So yeah, yeah. More and more room. Yeah. Wife can have the. She can have the reptile and do whatever she wants with it. I'll have a shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the plus, and then it's the um, I, I don't know. You move into a bigger room or a big building, and you're like, I'll never need any more space. There's a lot of space here. And then like two months later, you're like, I'm out of fucking room. Like, how did this happen? Shit, I didn't even move into my house, and I was like, wait a minute, I might have misjudged you because this room, there was room was so big when I was buying the house, but now it's sort of like I have the stuff in it, and it's well, like I love because I had as big as I, I had the room in the basement, and I'm like, this will be just be the reptile room, and then we'll we'll wall it off so that the other part of the of the basement will be separate, and then I've just slowly crept away and taken various parts of the basement. Now the entire basement is just reptile, like there's nothing left in there. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. You can th- you can you can go. I'll I'll let you give Mort some kale when you come over. You can you know jump oh, in the geez. pen with Mort. Yeah, I could probably ride. Probably. Mort, yeah. You know? <laughs> Look, the hobbits, hobbits on, on the, the turtle. turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what species do you see yourself adding yeah, real soon this year or in the near future? Like I said middle of the move so mm. we'll see what gets added but i would like to add yeah there we go yeah. that's probably a better question what would Olives, you like to add brettles i'd like to get into some carpets um ready to ready to focus on the stuff that i want to want to work with cool um yeah there's not much more for colubrids uh some of the obscure like velvet swamp snakes and just that weird dips at- i can't wait for zach's dips added book to come out mm-hmm um, that's yes. gonna that's gonna turn into a shopping list here soon. That's dangerous, um, man. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's just I don't know if I can get my hands on some of the weird, weird obscure stuff and that gecko wise. There's not much more. Um you know, just kinda add to the colonies that I have of some of the shrub fish. I'd like to get some ciliaris, some of the uh probably I'd like to I'm trying to trade some of the odor that I have for new species. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can work with some of the different species of Odera, which I think I have some of those coming soon. Um, but what I'd really like to do is just kind of focus on what I got and get things into the, cause a lot of stuff I'm like, I bought babies and now they're getting big. So I got to figure out where they're going. Right. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my fun. problem is, you know, I have these things. Shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think some cage building is going to happen here pretty soon, and start to get things where they need to go. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I I find that um, I'm trying to make sure that I manage the collection to the point where I don't get back into where I was because where I was was just it was just too much. Too, it was just too yeah. much, man. You know, it was like you couldn't appreciate what you have, mm-hmm. and now that. I've sort of narrowed the focus to Australian pipe. Well, basically Australian reptiles, <laughs> Australian um, pythons and friends. This yeah. doesn't sound like really much of a focus, but I promise you it, it you know, it is like a couple of different types of species from different reptiles I mean, you, seems you, to you be did dip 
make me very happy. You did dip your toe into several other regions that were not Australia main continent and stuff like that. And, you know, that just wasn't for you. You know, you had African no. species, you had Indo species, you had South American yeah. species. So, yeah. I tell you what, if I could keep a night snake, a night tiger, mm. I, that would be the colubrid that I would yeah. have, man. Yeah. Cool. Holy crap. I know we've seen like 1,500 of them when we were in Australia, but they're still uh, did cool. Did you guys see the one post with some guy who was, um, what was it? Was it, was it a cat eye snake? The guy got bit on yeah. the finger and had a very bad reaction yes. to it. And yeah, like we're talking like it day. blew up, turned black, blew up, purple, and then he's like, "Oh, and yeah. it healed." I'm like, "Bullshit! I want to see pictures." It's like, no, 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 that finger fell off. Like, I want to see what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, that's something. Would you? Is that something you think about? Like, you know, Eric, you're talking about like possible night tigers, and you know, we already established that. You know, both Dustin and I both have rear fangs. I mean. Is that something you guys even think about or consider when getting into a possible species? Is maybe you have a bad reaction to something? Um, yeah, you kind of broke up there, but I think I got the gist of it. You're Good. asking the what I think about, like when I get possibly not dangerous, but yeah. something that could cause harm. Right. It's or yeah. you might have a bad reaction to reaction. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I used to be pretty allergic to bees. Oh, anymore. shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not anymore, though, so we'll see. I'm also not... I'm, I'm pretty careful. Like, I don't... I don't like, hey, bite me. You know? <laughs> Just right. jabbing it in the face, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you see yourself getting into anything like like hot, like rattlesnakes um, or anything like that? Yeah, I would I would love to just... Just like one or two. Like I really love a tiger rattlesnake. Mm. The stuff I want to keep, yeah. I can't in Arizona. Kilos and pops, but right, and go see those in the wild. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah. In Arizona, you can keep anything that's non that's native and not protected, uh, pretty easily. So, but the wife said no venomous in the house. So, that's, that's to be that's another true. outdoor snake. Yeah, that's yeah. you skirt well, the rule there. It's not in the house. Well, yeah, it's, not. Mm. it's in the it's shed. In the shed, <laughs> not in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not breaking any rules. <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's a, I mean, it, that's a that's a big responsibility to take on too. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that I'm gonna play with. It's a here's a mouse, hook, bucket, Peace. clean, yeah, hook back, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think for me, like, I love rattlesnakes. To me, they're the the. They're, they're my favorite species in the U.S. Well, I should say favorite group of snakes, yeah. right? It's just so like to me, it's like I'm going to focus on them as far as a herping thing, you know, trying to just see the various species throughout the U.S. It, um, yeah, it's something that you don't really appreciate until you talk to people who aren't in the U.S. where it's like. I'm like, oh man, you got to, Aussie's got all those really cool python species. They're like, you guys have rattlesnakes. Like, you have understand how cool that is? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like, and then you start seeing them, and you're like, okay, this is a badass creature. So, and, and, and like, you're in the perfect spot yeah. for rattlesnakes, man. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, Talk to us about some rattlesnakes. Yeah, herping rattlesnakes. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can get into, into some herping. Um, yeah. I don't know what I like more, keeping or herping. Um, you don't have to choose. Hard, you don't right? have yeah. to choose. I'm, I am in the field at least every weekend uh, when it comes to that season. Um, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time down south, mm. the Mexico border, just because I'm so close. 
So you can find some right. really cool stuff there. I've got some local spots here that are five minutes from my house where I can go find three species of rattlesnakes, you know? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Well, what else do you have to know about it? I mean, well, well go ahead. what have you, like, have there ever been, is there a rare find that, like, you would probably not, not a lot of people have found that you have? You don't have to divulge, yeah, you don't have to divulge where you um, found it. Yeah, probably, I mean, my rarest find is probably the um, orange scrub hooknose snake. It's just a super weird colubrid hognose looking thing that... Mm. Apparently comes up into the United States, like the majority of its range is down in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the coolest things I found was a Cortalis enyo, the Baja California rattlesnake. Oh, cool! So, uh, yeah, I took a trip down there with my dad and a friend of mine and a friend of his to go free diving with whale sharks. Nice. And I was like, oh, oh, it's the middle of summer. Like, let's go road cruising. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking. There's a colonic species down there that I really wanted to find. The Klonix Wataki. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we okay. found we found a, a, a king snake and a couple of those enyos, and that was cool. That was awesome. That is cool. And then whale sharks. So I mean, you yeah. know, oh yeah, and then whale yeah. sharks, and whale sharks, sharks, sharks <laughs> sea turtles. Like it was, that was an awesome trip. That's badass. That is badass. So, um, are there any like rattlesnake species <laughs> in Arizona that you haven't found or? Yeah, um, <laughs> believe it or not, I still haven't found any specks. Really? Yeah, I've never gone to look for them, so that's that probably. I probably should like shoot for that, I guess, at some Try, point, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, a lot of the northern stuff, mm. um, like the Oregonus complex, I haven't really seen much of that or any of that. Um, and then there's the always elusive Massasaga that we have that it's pretty hard to find. It's in there somewhere. But other than that, yeah, other than that, I found pretty much everything that's down south, like all the sidewinders, all the montanes, the. Uh, the big stuff, the diamondbacks, mm. the black t- or black tails, the blacks, all that. I was hope I was so hoping for a black tail in Arizona because yeah. we had a good spot for them. We didn't find any in Texas, and then when they went without Second me, they found like could. five, yeah. and I'm like, God, <laughs> damn it! Well, that's, a, that's a different a different species. I know. Yeah, I just, I'll take any black tail cool. at this point, man. It's just I, I think they're they're my favorite looking ones, so it's yeah. Yeah, yeah the contrast on them. Some of our, our high elevation blacktails are insane. Right. The that they have on them, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I guess I'll be okay with the clobber eye and the willard eye. I guess that's fine. See, that's gorgeous. God damn it. Yeah. That's probably my favorite blacktail I've found. <laughs> it's so pretty. That's cool, I, man. Yeah. If only I had a – if I had a like zoo. It looks <laughs> like a, like some, something that should be in the jungle, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Here, here, here's my herper question for you. What has herping taught you, and how have you taken that and applied it to what you keep? Um, well, patience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> holy shit, does it take a lot of patience? And I mean, a lot of stuff here too. Like, prepare something doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna breed. Like, you gotta, you gotta. You got to do the right things. You got to wait for them to be ready. You got to wait for them to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot, I have like, I, I use a lot of the, the landscapes and stuff that I see. Like half my phone is pictures of snakes. Half my phone is pictures of rocks. <laughs> uh, I'll use that to like, to use as like uh, ideas for like backgrounds and stuff too. 
and like naturalistic setups. That's cool. Okay. I, I, I'll totally agree with that. And also it's like, I, I think herping is not, uh, is everything about timing and luck. Yeah. I mean, dude, yes. we went, we went with you to the same exact places. <laughs> like we, we went with you the one day and then we went to those same places the two days after with you, nothing. The two days mm-hmm. after, after we struck gold, like, it's just yeah. like, and that's just how it goes. And the only thing that changed is I think like the temperature went up maybe a couple degrees and that was it. Yeah. So has there been anything? So this question is something that, um, got me thinking because of, uh, you know, Lucas was on that, um, five questions that, uh, mm-hmm. Um, THP is yeah, doing, yeah. you know, and um, one of the questions, uh, I, I don't even know what the question was, but basically, like he was talking about um, this snake, this rattlesnake, and this rat. Was it a rat? I think it was some yeah, kind, it was some the, kind of rodent. Yeah, the, they were living the, under this same female is living with the rattlesnake, and it attracts the male. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, wow. How do I? How do I talk to this guy every day? And he's never yeah, told me this story. Yeah, what the hell, maybe, dude? Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, Interns need has, to there any, has there been anything like that to where you've observed where you're just like mind blown type of thing when um, you're in the field? Oh, man. Have you had any kind of those yeah, moments? Yeah, coming out of pressure. Um, ah, sorry, man. I, didn't, <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen garter snakes like four feet off the ground in trees. I saw, that was pretty I, cool. I saw a, a pregnant garter snake basking in a bush like four feet off like at the very top of the bush wow that's pretty cool to see yeah yeah um i mean i've seen one of my favorite favorite finds from last year was a black tail that was just in this tree hollow right next to this mm-hmm. creek and we're looking and looking and looking my buddy goes to like step over and he's like oh shit black tail and perfectly, <laughs> perfectly in there um probably nothing quite as cool as that that wood mouse but I just love like all the in situ stuff. Just seeing like the craziest. Like I've seen pyros like climbing trees and like just the right. So places you'll find quabs. Like it's it's. I think you actually you told me you you found uh, was it two clob or two willard eye that were like breeding underneath a rock. Oh or yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah we saw two clobs locked up a couple years ago. I mean that's so, just yeah. cool. <laughs> like you you hear the rattle and you look over and you're like oh shit that's two of them so we just booked it real quick just to not really disturb them and then like we i got my camera out and zoomed in on them and couldn't really get any pictures because they're in a bush mm-hmm. but yeah we sat there and watched them we watched them breed and did their thing and then watched them separate that's cool that was, like that was, that was cool to see yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about like those things that are like you know maybe you'll see it on planet earth but like to see it in in right there mm-hmm. oh know, i saw um the my my lifer Mexican hognose was eating a, a, a Mexican spade foot toad. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's on your page, that's isn't awesome. it? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. we're in this spot road cruising, and all of a sudden you just see this toad hopping while it's dragging something. And we're like, "Oh shit, snake!" So we stop and get out, and it's just the toad's just hopping across the road as this hognose is holding onto it, <laughs> and it gets settled underneath the bush, and we just sit there and watch it and film it. Oh, it's oh, it's great. Uh, the only hognose we found was um, uh, was KIA was uh, 
was was hit by a car on our way to you go look for him. Yeah. yeah, it was. Justin was pissed. Like it was that one. That would have been his lifer, and he was. That's all he was here for. I mean, those but, things are cool. Oh, dude, it, it was gorgeous. Super cool. It was gorgeous. That was, was like, fresh? yeah, way yeah, too fresh. Yeah, like it would have been. And the thing is, like, out of all the animals, we've talked about it in Texas and of that, like, oh, I'd probably maybe take this one home with me or maybe take that one home with me. Justin would have crushed my head with a rock if I if we had found one. And I've been like, maybe I want to take this with me. He would have just been like, Duh, and just <laughs> like that was a no go. So, yeah, yeah, they're hard. Mexican hogs. Are yeah. Hard. Yeah. They're are they just uh you mean hard to find or hard to keep, hard to keep. or both? Yeah. They just want yeah. toads. No, if, you go, if you go in the right spots, they're, they can be pretty plentiful. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, herpin is like, I think part of the, the excitement is, right, that you, you do all the research to figure out, like, where to be, mm-hmm. what's the right time to, you know, what, what kind of environment is this species in? And then, like, really, it's just luck of the draw. Yeah, man, yeah. You know? well, I've got, just like being I've in, got notebooks filled up with information about the clubs in Willardi. I spent the whole summer going to that range we went to. Mm-hmm. Going, right. And just every time I found one, I was taking uh, – Data, I was taking temperature, humidity, time of day, uh, the GPS coordinates, like all that. And right. it's that so I, it, I've got those. That's uh, awesome. And then it's that shit that like people will end up using for like research papers and stuff like that. Like, and to better understand the species, it's stuff like mm-hmm. that. And people like you who are out there bushwhacking every goddamn weekend, <laughs> like it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're gonna say I got those. Go ahead. Uh, in, I mean, I've got those pretty pretty locked down in that, at least in that range, mm-hmm. which is right. super interesting because there's another range where I can't find shit. Okay. So, <laughs> like the next mountain like, over. It's just... Yeah, like I'm doing the same exact things and it's just nothing. That's so wow. weird, man. I mean, I was herping in Florida with KJ and we're driving and the way we're get, we, can, we got like one yellow rat snake and we had like nothing else. Then it was a downpour for maybe like. <sighs> I want to say like not even a minute, like maybe 30 seconds of just straight downpour rain. And then tons of pygmies, an alligator, a bunch of gopher tortoises, like everything was fucking out. Like, and that's just, and that was insane. So, and then of course it got a little bit cooler and then everything was gone. So it's almost again with herping is you got to be right place, right time. Oh yeah. And everybody's just got to hit right. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, 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 I did the same thing when we were in mm. Texas, the second trip, taking all the, you know, UV temps, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but I thought that like, and I don't know what your thoughts are on what you're going to do with it, but I thought that it would just help me make me a better herper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like sort of apply the idea that I found this snake, what were the conditions so that I can see if there's any sort of, you know, um, if there's anything that stands out of like, okay, you're always going to find this snake the day after it rains, mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, whatever it would be, you know, if the, the sun is out, you're going to, they're not, you're not going to find it or yeah. some of the, the UV is high. Some of the stuff I found out about them is pretty interesting. I'll tell you guys about it once we're done recording. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean you got to <laughs> think cool. about it the other ways. Like, was it Greg Trumbauer that put out the herping books and stuff like that of all his like different adventures doing all that kind of stuff like that? Or was it somebody else who did that? Um, um sure. no Trumbauer has like 
I mean, he has some herpes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody else might. I might somebody I'm thinking about. But it, hell, man, you know when you're finally done with doing all the herping, or you don't really want to go out every weekend, fucking write the book, man. Yeah. Yeah. No reason for that data to go unused or or to help the next generation get their lifers and stuff. I think I think I don't know for you. I well, I don't know if it's our trips. Mm. I don't know if it's that just because I'm going with people I really like and look up to and whatnot. But um, you know, our trips are always just so much fun, mm-hmm. and it's not even just the reptile part of it. It's the whole experience from start know, to finish. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole thing, you know, like. <laughs> Even yeah. just the food we're eating, where oh, we're yeah. going, places we're seeing, you know, crazy stories of stupid shit. That shit we that lasts for fucking yeah. ever. Like, I, yeah. dude, every time I see, like, every time I order, like, I'll just have an iced coffee. I keep thinking about the, the like, the milkshake concoction that they delivered to you when you're like, I'll have an iced coffee. And they give you this thing that is clearly just ice cream coffee. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, that's not <laughs> what I wanted. I'll take it. But that's not. So every time I order an iced coffee, I'm just like, it. Yeah. clicks in my brain so yeah dude that's that's what that's what the whole thing is about uh, plus that and enjoying the hell out of it i mean i i over the past i think the trip to texas and the trip to arizona i have a new newfound love for rattlesnakes just because seeing them out where they were and yeah, how badass they are so yeah yeah i need to get you guys that, way much for some timbers yeah this whole shelf is all rattlesnakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 know a spot. Oh, I know we the know spot, a spot man. for timbers. I know the oh, spot. Yeah. We've gotten it past, is what two times, three times we've gone. I've been there three they're, times, and they're yes. always Every there. Every time that I've <laughs> are the ones that always you have there. To be darker. They mix. There's the yeah. so, black ones, yeah, and then there's the lighter ones. Sweet. Yeah. Is that an elevation thing or? Hmm. Like you guys, I mean, I are know. you seeing them like in the same like the same areas or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the last cool. the last yeah. one, the two that I saw up in that place were both dark, but Eric's mm-hmm. seen the lighter ones up there. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I you know, so we're we're I'm working on um, timber rattlesnake is the student of the serpent that's going to be coming out soon. Nice. And like, uh, I've been. Um, really like diving deep into that. And I think one of the things that sort of, um, you know, I don't know, uh, stood out to me or whatever when it comes to that is um, when you're finding, uh, what was the, my, my thought with that? Like um, those dark ones, you know, seem to be, wait a minute. Totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, Carry on. I the one I the one thing I have to do is this, this this spring or summer I have to like kidnap Eric. Like I'm talking like he's getting out of his office, he's going to his car, and I'm grabbing him and throwing him in the back of my car and making him take me to where he knows to find copperheads. Because every time yeah. I'm not with these fuckers, they keep finding copperheads, <laughs> and I've never seen a copperhead in the wild. But like every like. The one herping trip when I had to work, and I'm like, I'll catch up with you guys later. Found a shit ton of copperheads in the morning. Nothing when I was there. When they went to Texas, they found a goddamn copperhead. Like every Ooh, time they go, they a, find copperheads. Is so. it the Transpecos copperhead that you guys saw? The, saw? the one in Texas, oh, right? The western yeah. one? Yeah. 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 So they got eastern yeah, and western so copperhead. Cool. I got no <laughs> copperhead. So right. the Transpecos are my favorite. Those yeah. Are insane. 
I guess we didn't really find them, but we <laughs> saw them. But like, they were there. Yes. It's like, no, yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. really count. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't, really, it doesn't really matter, right? You, you, you were you outside? You find it, you yeah. Find it. Listen, I've seen copperheads in the zoo. That does not count. Are you outside? A couple, in, I mean, that a wild animal counts. Yeah. 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 There's a couple okay. that personally, I don't think they count for me because I don't want to find this snake on my own. Mm. But yeah. But the so, place you know. that I know that's God. What is it? Thirty minutes from my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. The park is loaded with them. No, I was going to say that they're, they're you know, when we, uh, I'll, I'll show you the picture afterwards, but when we we flip this, like, um, it's kind of like the weed grower or the weed buffer that you would put down mm -hmm. before you would, like, mulch, mm -hmm. you know? So there mm -hmm. was, like, it came out to the edge here. We lifted it up, and there had to, there, I think there was seven copperheads underneath that thing. It's okay. nuts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty it's cool. nuts. Pretty, pretty cool. So, I don't know, Owen. You wanna you wanna hit yeah. on uh, closing questions and Let's see uh, if I can get that going. Hang on. Put Dustin on the spot here. We do that constantly. All right. So oh, we already asked that question. Um, all right. Uh, which species have you tried to breed and failed the most? Um. Well, I tried my spiders last mm. year with a different male. So like I said before, like a lot of my stuff's still really, really young. Mm -hmm. Like it's all like two or three years old. Um, I tried the spotted; they didn't go last year, but I think it was because I don't know. My male was pretty small. I didn't really cool them or anything. I just put them together. Um, so I guess that that's the only snake species that I've really tried to breed. Okay. Um, what is one species that you've had regret passing on? <laughs> those <laughs> those are right there probably that uh, um, I don't know a lot of the other stuff like, there's some scrubs and stuff that I passed on that I wish I would have mm -hmm. got but like a female for this okay guy. yeah pair him up and he's uh, what Very what kind of scrub is he uh, a woman uh, mm -hmm. yeah okay and uh there you go. There's a copperhead. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, There's deep reds. So that's cool. All right. What is the hardest lesson you learned while keeping reptiles? Um, let's see. You can't be like you can't be a helicopter mm, parent. Mm -hmm. You gotta just you just gotta let them ride. Let them do what they're gonna do. Be a student of the serpent. Nice. They will tell you what they need. They will, I mean, they will answer all your questions. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking with Mike Curtin a uh, couple days ago, and he and I were just talking on the phone and stuff like that. And I was telling him about that I paired my blackface white lips, and that the next day I was going like I'm probably going to separate them. I, I should probably separate them. They're they're not doing anything, and the male's still pretty small. And I should probably separate them. And Melissa was like, "Are they killing each other?" And I'm like, "Well, no." And she's like, "Then leave it. B, don't touch them." <laughs> and then Mike, without missing a beat, he's like, "She's so good for you." Well, I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> like I don't. Wait a minute. I know what I'm doing here." It's like, "No, okay." So, but I would agree that I. That's something I still have struggles with is 
micromanaging and helicoptering. So definitely. Um, and now if you could start your reptile keeping career over again, would you change anything and what would it be? Yeah. Um, I try to skip the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you see. I didn't waste. I wouldn't necessarily say I wasted time doing that, but because I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's brought me to where mm. I'm at. But I think I'd be a lot further than yeah. That's a that's a difficult phase. I was able to be like, oh, I'm not gonna like that. Just get this. That's a know? difficult phase to get over, though, man. I mean, because when when you're in it, yeah. First off, you don't know you're in it. Like <laughs> you just start grabbing everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. And I guess the last one would be um, if you had one piece of advice to give the reptile community, what would it be? Um, maybe chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's... Like, we're so up each other's fucking jokes. <laughs> like, you just need to come together as a community, you know? That's... Who cares that this person likes a ball python or who cares that this person likes this weird gecko? Like, they're all awesome animals. We should just keep what we like to keep and not worry about what everyone else is That's keeping. It's so hard to get people, like, just to chill the fuck out when it comes to those kinds of things or even just to almost even take it just as a joke. Like, if I'm saying... If I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm bashing ball, it, like I don't mean it. It's it's still a cool species. Knock yourself out. Not for me, but some people take it so personally yeah. that I'm like, that's not for me. And they're like, why not? Whoa, <laughs> like it just it just isn't. So yeah, it's hard, man. For sure. Yeah, I I have to agree with you on that one. It's you know it it's it's you're so excited about a certain species that you're working mm. with but rather than sort of i don't know you I used think, to see you used to like bash a species in order to make your species that you yeah. like so cool but like you know just say why you love yeah. it people people that love it will, will come to you along, yeah they'll you know? find you yeah and i think i think we're starting to see that a lot more too like yeah. just with people keeping like these weird little snakes that no one cares about like water snakes have gotten huge <laughs> and i think a lot of people probably hated those before, you know? That's so funny yeah. with that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, I I think I would think about it like 10 years ago if I had water snakes. No, like people are like, why do you have that? I'm like, because I like them. Like it's, <laughs> and that would be like, well, you're fucking weird. All right, cool. Thanks. You had water snakes? No, I don't. Uh, but if I had yeah. water snakes, I mean, I. No, no, no. I thought I'm asking if you had. I've herped no. them. I right. went and found them. They're, they're oh, flighty okay. little angry bastards, which are hilarious. But yeah there's a, a population of invasive ones oh. that i want to go find huh yeah invasive i'm not sure i think they're the broadbands i'm not really sure there you go yeah we don't have yeah there you go there's like one two three one four five one, five copperheads two, six copperhead three, jesus three, christ there's six yeah holy <laughs> shit see he just won't share he won't share the copperheads <laughs> Uh, yeah dude it's they were cool snakes man i was i was i didn't realize how much uh how cool they were until you you know remind yourself mm -hmm. and it's right there it's not too far away it's like right in your backyard there's all cool shit in your backyard so yeah a lot of times there's cool shit in everybody's backyard. Yeah. You just got to take the time to like yeah. notice it and look uh, at dude, it. Dude, there's a, uh, they, 
they, they there's a um a piece of highway that fell into a river by my house so they kind of just left it be so it's just this big pretty much like street to nowhere that like is right up on this thing and uh that's ah, cool that's a nice picture but yeah you never be able to get to it until you cross this like creek in this river well they just built this right. really nice bridge over the river that you can kind of walk to get to the hiking trails you damn well better believe i'm waiting for summertime because everybody keeps bitching about this little roadway thing that is just covered in snakes on nice warm days because it's black asphalt really? and stuff like that so i'm waiting for the first warm day i'm just gonna walk down and see what i can find like i guarantee you it's gonna be teeming with water snakes black rats it's yeah i'm gonna have a field day yeah man it's all all cool stuff sweet yeah so I guess Dustin, is there anything else you want to toss out there? Any social media stuff you want to throw out there for people to follow, or any way that anybody can get in contact with you? Yeah, um, you can just follow me on Instagram, uh, gecko That's all I really have. It's just got like my personal Facebook, but throw snakes up every once in a while. Awesome. Yeah, man, this has been awesome, and uh, hopefully we can get out west again and do some herping with you. Uh, check out some cool stuff, and you know, I got. We're coming. We're seven weeks away from Arizona. No, you're seven weeks away no, from we're Arizona. Going to California. You're going, no, 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 no. You're no, going no. to California. Seven weeks away from California. I can't yeah. go to California. I have to, to stay here. <laughs> Which means you're gonna you're gonna find all the sidewinders. I know it's gonna happen because I want the sidewinders, <laughs> and you're gonna find the sidewinders. Hey, this bunch of bunch of sidewinders. See, god damn it. To do it again uh, later when I'm not getting married. Well, Nipper, <laughs> Nipper's coming with us to Arizona, so we'll be. Wait, uh, Nipper's going to be on this side of the ocean. In yeah. what? How many weeks? He's. When are we doing Arizona? In um, June. Okay, I have to be nice to him or start being nice to him. I need him to forget about sending him pictures of like clobber eye and willard eye like on on a mountaintop uh, like i need to start oh, saying man. nice things otherwise <laughs> he's gonna detour and come kill me and then go with you guys to arizona so yeah man um are you guys are you guys going to the same part of arizona or you guys going somewhere different uh i'm not 100 no i think, I think we like so. doing the same part i think we like doing the same places because we know kind of like what like dry run we can hit these places and get this. Yeah. So, and also because we got some of the target species, we can focus in on some of the other ones like Gila Monster. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Some of those dates. Rob yeah. will get you. Okay. You got to talk to the the the, the travel um, travel, the travel agent, agent. The travel no, no, arm no, no. of MPR. Yeah. yeah. I'll get, yeah. get you the dates. He sets up the trips. We just it. arrive. At least I do. Well, yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just show up, up sunglasses. That's what I, I do listen. every week on NPR the talent for the doesn't last have 11 to, years. Why the talent do doesn't have to do anything. They just show up. It's Let's be honest here. Uh, is that it how it is. goes? Okay, it is. Right. One day I'll teach you. Um, yeah, Arizona is June 5th to the 12th. Well, and oh. California is, guess what, earlier? Or you said there's only seven weeks. California's coming up. Yeah. Uh, April. Well, it's what is it? March. 
what is that? March 27th to the 3rd mm-hmm. of April. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Both good trips, cool, man. man. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I'll definitely come out there and check that out. So, all right, dude. I guess we'll just uh, close out the show, Eric. Oh, yeah. Let's real quick do that. And then I want to hear his <laughs> uh, crazy uh, story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll- all right. So, if you want to follow us, you can check out everything that has to do with Morelia Python Radio and the network and all the podcasts that are associated with it over at the MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you want to reach out to us, info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to hit that thousand subscribers, um, but uh, we're getting there. We're almost at seven hundred. We want that so little black thing. Yeah, every there. just chipping yeah. away. <laughs> I want to try to do some more carpet focused. You know, just I, the the whole short yeah. thing, um, just showing off some of the the different. I think we need to know. yell at some interns because I have all that Arizona footage that nothing's Arizona yeah, footage. I, to start, I, I don't want to uh, be mean to the interns. I'm not well, the I'm yeah. not the guy who's mean to the interns. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes be mean. I have yeah. to be, otherwise they don't listen. So, beatings. Um, but yeah, I I wonder. I would like to try to do a little more. Um, because again, right? I don't really see, other than Riley mm-hmm. and a couple other people, mm-hmm. that I'm probably forgetting that. But I don't really see a whole lot of carpet Python focus. I see none. But YouTube yeah. type stuff that. I would say is good. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, <laughs> yeah. amen. Uh, so I'd like to get some of that out there. So you know, uh, obviously, there's you know, it's it's always comes down to time. So hopefully, uh, we can uh, we can get that going mm-hmm. over the next couple of mm-hmm. months and stuff. But um, Australia's opening back up, which means so that means we're going to be taking trips to Australia. Which means <sighs> that you know that means more herping footage of, huh. uh, of Australia. Soon so, we'll be in uh, the Kimberly. All right. Uh, Crikey. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So subscribe to the YouTube. Um, you know, if that's how you listen to podcasts, you can listen to them over there. They all upload there. Sometimes we do live streams, carpets and coffees every Friday there. Um, those kind of things. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, that's uh, a, Patreon. You can go and join that and get the inland level where you get to be invited to our monthly kind of like behind the scenes live streams. Also, the Teespring store where you can get all the MPR, Carpet Fest, Rogue Reptiles, and EB Morelia stuff all up there. And uh, yeah, that's all we have for everybody tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening. We'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.